Yo, what is up, guys? This is your boy Forte, and here with the homie Slow Backslap for episode 169 of the DPS Devils for Second Podcast. It's going to be a great time. We really appreciate all of you guys. Shout out to the members. We got members already coming through and subscribing to the channel. Really appreciate that. You guys are the real MVP. Shout out to you. Um, Mash is welcome to the 10 percenters, bro. Really, really appreciate you um, for um, tuning up for the show today. And shout out to everybody else in the chat, man. It's going to be a great show today. We are going to be joined by uh, Game Logic later on in the show. You know, if you don't know who he is, he is one part of the Brat Podcast with me, Slow Mo, and uh, B Money and Enrique, uh, who is Brat basically. So, if you didn't know, that's who's going to be joining us today. But we're going to get into this show because there's a lot of stuff to talk about. We're going to probably talk about a couple of extra things that's not listed in a topic list because there's just so much stuff that happened over the course of this week. But we don't want to be here to 12 o'clock at night because um, we kind of want to play Final Fantasy today, just like you guys probably do. Will, so, probably will anyway. <laughs> well, Slowbo's probably playing it right now. So. No, no, I've been I've been playing it uh, too much already today. So, so right, I'm, right. I mean, I mean, not too much that I couldn't play it again, but still. Right, exactly, you know, I, exactly. Focused, Surprise, you ain't screaming. it. So, so I know this is what I know no, that no, you. I'm not, I'm, I, no, yeah, I know. A lot of people have been asking me about that, but I'm not like look the weight. If I was streaming it right now, people would be mad because like I'm still in the you... first open area of the game. Yeah, like, and I'm six not, hours in, huh? Gone. Yeah, yeah, like six hours in, I'm still in the open area. There's a lot to do. There. That's it's crazy, a huge, massive map, and that's how I planned on playing this. Like when I'll stream hard mode after I beat the game, right? And then I can like out, I can wear any outfit I want to wear. And and I, I don't even have to have cloud as the as the uh, in the party, and I can just do whatever, and then I'll be playing hard mode through it. At that point, I'll stream that. But right. nah, right now, like like people be upset. Like he ain't done nothing. He out there like you know, right? Uh, uh, riding the chocobo and 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 <laughs> uh, getting fine and chest and and yeah, that's chocobo awesome. fine find find things and fighting enemies and trying to uh get all the uh the skills unlocked and and leveling up and doing all kinds of stuff it they've i know we're gonna talk about it later but what they've done with the combat has is is really enhanced it and i'm just i'm having a ball with it but i'm like before i move on to the after uh, the, the the town of Khan, and then you kind of go into the open world area. Mm-hmm. Before I move on from there, I'm just decided I, I'm just going to do all this stuff and get to the point where every weapon that we have uh, that, that that my party has, they they know the skill. So if I get mm-hmm. a new weapon, I can just move on to that weapon. I am doing my best to get as many skill points possible to unlock all the synergy stuff yeah like by the time i move on i'll be i'll have found everything in the first area so that's that's kind of how i've been rolling with it man it's um what about you man you you have you played it yet you haven't played nope. it yet right nope I, I was like i said i last night i was um i was um working on a video for tomorrow and uh, I was doing a thumbnail and I just happened to see Attic was streaming. So I started watching him stream the first beginning parts of it. And I was like, 
like I told you in the uh, pre-show, I was like, man, let me stop watching this dude because I would, cause you know how the very first, like in the first hour you see all the stuff that happens. I'm like, yo, let me stop watching this. Cause I was literally two seconds away. Slow-mo from going to my PlayStation and clicking buy. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally going to click buy and say, yeah, I got to get, I got to get the game now, but no, I went to work today. Uh, I was telling some, unfortunately my collections edition got delayed by 24 hours. So, um, I do have a copy. I got a copy from work today, the standard edition. So I could just play tonight and then when my deluxe, my collections come tomorrow, I'll be able to dive completely in. So I don't know how much time I'm going to get into it tonight because, I mean, I already see myself once I boot this game up. It's going to probably be three hours to four hours later, and I don't know if I want to be dealing with no sleep forte in the morning. So um, it really just depends on how it goes tonight. But I'll definitely jump in tonight and play it. But um, I'm just happy to see a lot of people just enjoying, like just talking to people coming into the store. <laughs> Like people literally was like, yo, this is an extended weekend for me. I took Friday off. I don't go back to work. I don't go back to work till Monday next week. I was like, oh yeah, you ready? He's like, yeah, bro. I took a sick day for Friday. <laughs> so uh, it's a lot of people excited. You And you also got to remember this too. When, when, um, when remake came out, we were full blown in the middle of a pandemic. Like full blown. So, a lot of people, you really didn't get a chance to, see. you know, on Twitter, we got a chance to see it because, you know, Twitter is just Twitter. But, you know, you ain't get a chance to really see people's real excitement, like of them picking up Final Fantasy when it came out, because it was barely anybody in the streets at that time to buy anything. Everything was online. People were like stuck in their own devices when it comes to their conversations with other people. They were only really talking to their closest friends that they probably were online with. Now I'm starting to see how happy people like walking into the store. Like I, I feel like this is like almost the closest I got into what Zelda did when Zelda released, you know, late last year or middle of last year, that energy from just a title releasing that people were very, very looking forward to. So the funny thing and the funny narrative was from everybody was like, yep, 70 bucks to uh, basically enjoy this game for 30 to 40 hours just to wait five more years for the last part to come out. <laughs> that was kind of the energy everybody was on. So, um, man, I can't wait to get into it myself. Um, did you get a chance to, did you actually finish your playthrough of um, remake that you were doing? Did you actually finish it? Yeah, yeah, I did it. uh Shows how much you pay attention to our other channel, sir. Well, no, um, I saw, I, I see you stream it, but I didn't watch the stream to see if you finished it. That's all I'm saying. Uh -huh. Yeah, well, I, I did finish it. I did. Okay, finish then, it. Um, stop trying I to be all messy. About, I ain't being messy. You being messy, sir. Anyway, oh. um, I uh, I did finish it, and I um, I wanted to do intermission, but it wasn't like super necessary to do intermission. Right. Um, re really more of like the point of intermission is to to get you really well introduce you fee um and it's only like a three four hour really thing but to really introduce you to the synergy system and um the the it's uh, i mean like i i just didn't have the time so no like, I, I, I get you on that but i did finish the the main game which was uh 
pretty awesome. You know, check out the replays of those streams if uh, anyone wants to get caught up on that. You know, or if you are, <laughs> now would be messy. Or if you're, you're, you're the kind of type that says that Rebirth is amazing and people should play Rebirth. And, oh, and Rebirth man. is so awesome, but you never oh, play man. Remake. Well, just watch my stream and then you can pretend like you actually played oh, Remake man. so that you can stop fraud. Or at least you'd did you like stream from beginning to end? Yeah. You, you stream from beginning to end on re Remake. Okay, cool. All right, well, yeah. let's get away from the Final Fantasy topic because I definitely want you to dive in a little bit deeper into, like, the combat and, like, the story that you played over the six hours you played so far. And that would be our topic right before we transition over to the DPS podcast, one of the greatest podcast channels you will ever subscribe to. So if you have it, Big facts. Big please facts. subscribe to that channel, and we appreciate it. But, Slomo, let's start this off. Supermassive Games enters uh, consultation... Uh, this seems to be the narrative that's happening across the industry when it comes to a lot of studios, um, big and small, you know, layoffs are a thing. We don't know exactly what's going to happen with Supermassive and who's going to be affected or even how many people are going to be affected. But what was your first thoughts when you saw that Supermassive was going to be going through consul um, consultation? And what do you think? Do you what do you do? Do you how big do you think this is actually going to get over the course of this year in gaming? Well, uh, I think we're going to see. I, I think it, it's it's a foregone conclusion that we're going to exceed the number of people that are laid off this year in 2024 compared to last year in 2023, which was already at like record numbers. It's 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 going to get bad, and it's it's going to continue to to really be that bad, but. I think there will be a like I think 2025 things will probably get a little bit easier on on that front that the the industry will have kind of course corrected and learned some lessons. They mm -hmm. definitely chased the bag during the pandemic. They saw the increased interest in gaming. They saw they all the money that was out there to be made, and they said, "Let's go, let's do it, let's right. do it, baby." And they and they were all in on that, which to to a degree is okay to kind of, but, but it's like, you can't, you can't expect that to last forever. Right. And we all kind of figured that eventually what was going to happen mm -hmm. was, was that like these, these, these companies were going to have to go back to normal and realize, man, we, we, we got too many people here. And, and I also kind of feel like in, in some ways the industry kind of been going towards this where, Games are getting too big, uh, uh, costing too much money to make, and and bad decision making was going on. And so, so to kind of narrow it down, the Supermassive. Supermassive was initially a support studio for Guerrilla Games, and they helped them out with with game development back in the PS3 era. During the PS4 era, so when they came out with their first game, Until Dawn, which was really good. Uh, mm -hmm. Really good, kind of telltale-ish, but horror, campy horror game, visually, using the Decima engine, way better looking than what Telltale uh, was capable of doing at the time. They they really showed promise. And as a second-party developer under Sony, they were kind of like them and, and, and uh, Quantic Dream, and even back then, Insomniac and, what's the other one, uh... Uh, housemark all second party developers that you could kind of see Sony was kind of looking at potentially acquiring mm -hmm. but 
only two uh that group really got acquired the others fell by the wayside for various reasons but was super massive apparently the reason why they never got acquired is because they really that whole dark pictures thing with bandai namco really was i said it when it happened i was like this is a bad idea yeah you can't you can't make a game a year at your size like we see that from call of duty we see that from nba 2k and madden but you look at those huge publishers who are having multiple support studios making sure that that game is ready to go on an annual basis and you got super massive that was at the time like 100 developers they now have grown like swelled up swelled up to like 300 where they were 300 before they did the layoffs but we saw what happened and what i was hoping wouldn't happen happened like the level of quality that they had with until dawn characters with, with, <clears throat> with layers uh, uh the a story that was more complex than what you initially thought it would be none of that was present in the dark picture games they would come out annually one note characters really just just basically oh this is the the party girl this is the, the yeah dummy exactly guy. This is, and it's just like no there's no depth to any of these characters there's no depth to the story it's real a real short experience some of them were okay and then some of them were really really bad and then you they came out with the quarry which was their originally was supposed to be until dawn 2 but because Sony owns the Until Dawn license, and when Sony dropped them, when they started doing the Dark Pictures games, maybe Sony looked and was like, "There's just no way in the world." Like you had, you had a hundred developers working on Until Dawn, your whole studio. Now you're dedicating like a a quarter of these people to uh, the sequel. Like we don't, we don't like where this is going. Right. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck to you guys. And they're out there with basically doing what telltale did where they stressed themselves way too thin took on way too many projects and the level of quality that they once had was no longer present in addition to them not innovating on their game design which is all the things that we see see from supermassive now this was kind of inevitable for them when the dark picture games don't sell and they're all getting critically panned and then two years ago, they dropped two games in a year, and both of those games stunk. Probably their worst games ever. The Quarry is awful. Yeah. And shout out to the Sycamore, who is, didn't listen to me when I told him, don't play this game. Now, he's playing the game, and he's just like, slow-mo, what's going on with this game? This game sucks. I'm like... He <laughs> said, I tried to save you, bro. <laughs> I tried to help you, man. Oh, um, shit. And... And it's just, it's just like, uh, it's it's awful to see them go down this path that we kind of saw coming. But then it, it is what it is. So, I um, I I hope this course correction for them is is them looking at what got them the the level of success that they initially had, and doubling down on that, and not like some of these bad decisions. I think their founders actually resigned as well i think that happened right before these layoffs so maybe yeah that is what's happening here now is that they are realizing we 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 made some some huge missteps the, the founders are gone we got new people in leadership making decisions now unfortunately some things are going to have to get done that are 
we don't we don't want to lay people off but we we can't survive as a business with all these people here and right. we're doing all the projects that we're doing and we, we need to get get our reputation back to where it was when we dropped until dawn people thought we were a, a nice up-and-comer so mm. oh that's it i hope i hope I hope the best for them but i'm not interested really in anything they got going on in, in the future until i see like the level quality has has improved what about you yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree because when you look at it, it's like the downfall literally started happening. Like they had a little success when it came to Man of Medan, um, with the Dark Pictures games, and then they decided to say we're going to release one every year, <laughs> every year. Yeah. On top of still making uh, Little Nightmares Two, which was uh, the second you know installment in the Little Nightmare series, so. Over the course of the last what four years, they made five games, and like you said, and, and this is where it really, where where I knew it was something going on last year. My daughter loves the dark. She loves dark. She loves dark picture games. She loves all those games. She loves Super Massive. She she loved Until Dawn. She um she liked Man of Madon. She was there day one um with the quarry. And she went out and actually um, used her money to buy the Dark Picture Anthology, all the games of Little Hope and um, House of Ashes and Devil and Me. She has all of them. And the fact that she never finished, <laughs> she she reluctantly finished the quarry, didn't like it. She was like, this isn't, no, nah, this, this isn't it. This isn't it. And, and I'm like, oh, okay. So I see how you feeling right now. And then same thing with all these other games. It's like the, the store, the things that made them special was completely gone, which was the story aspect and the building of the relationships of the characters inside of it. That's why a lot of people liked until dawn, because you kind of got attached to those people as you went through the game. And, uh, Adult Tossa was also cool to go through it multiple times and see if you keep people alive and stuff like that. You know, it's like they lost a little bit of that. Not trying to say the execution wasn't there. I just think they just weren't good games. I just think the overall, the polish wasn't the same. It just seemed like the effort was kind of like a lot of corners were cut in some of those Mm -hmm. games. So it was like, it's like, we just, it's like, we're trying to get these games out because, oh, gaming is booming. A lot of people are playing games, but guess what? They're only going to play your game if your game is good at this point. Because the one thing that does happen in a pandemic like this, where people are stuck in the house and they got a chance to play games, they're going to play the games that they like. It's a little bit, it's a little bit more even heightened at that point because, you know, when people are coming out of the pandemic and people aren't playing games as much as they were before, it's like now you're starting to see the you're starting to see the ramifications of just releasing after releasing after releasing and not doing that quality control that a lot of people were kind of looking forward to. So I don't have any hope because they're still supposed to be releasing Little Nightmares three uh, at some point this year. Hasn't been announced the date yet, but um, don't know what's going to happen there. And they still have another Dark Pictures anthology um, yeah, little, game. Little Little Nightmares three. Yeah, there's a little Nightmares three that they're making. It's supposed to come out this year. Supermassive? Yes. Why would Supermassive be making little nightmares? They, they are. It's a little nightmares game three that's coming out this year, developed by Little Nightmares. What? I mean, developed I mean, by Supermassive. 
Are you sure? Dude, it's I'm, them I'm doing it. I'm looking at their 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 thing right now. Wow, right here. they are doing it. Yeah, that's they're so doing strange. it. Yeah, exactly. They, that's they, that's not that's so not in their wheelhouse at all. I know. Maybe so that, what? Yo, that that sounds kind of don't that sound kind of desperate? It is desperate. That's why I brought up the fact that they were working. So yeah. they went from until dawn to working on all of the dark picture games, and then yeah. all of a sudden, in the middle of that, they made Nil Nightmares Two. Yeah, they also have coming, um, which is a, a, a good, I think, a good collaboration. But Dead by Daylight, which is, a, I think, an awful game. Yeah, I that's, think a, it's a very that's a good one. Yeah, trash. Like it's 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 that whole evolve. Game My daughter design. plays it every day too, and and that's it. I don't get it. I do not. But the younger generation is 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 obsessed with that game so much mm-hmm. so that now we got like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre game, which is very similar. And yep. I don't get it, but it's super popular, and I understand why they would do it. This is, but then again, this is also this is Telltale kind of stuff. Yeah, this is what Telltale exactly. would do. T- T- Telltale would take popular video game IP and then do their Telltale version of it, which has worked in some ways. Like for for Tales from the Borderlands, it was amazing. It was probably yeah. one of their best games. But then you got like the Minecraft story mode, which I, I don't know anyone who played that. That's probably may- might be the only Telltale game I never played. They had other ones where like just nobody paid attention to them and. What what happens in those cases for Telltale, and, and I'm pretty sure this is probably the same um, when it comes to Supermassive, is that with right. these licensed deals, you 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 don't have a lot of leverage because you're you're kind of behind the eight ball on on money. You're you're needing these projects to fund your studio and keep the lights on. Right. You're really accepting whatever, and those deals that, that were negotiated weren't for for Telltale were not negotiated very well. With the lion's share, of the revenue went to the company that licensed it and not necessarily the developer that was making it. And so if you don't have your own original IP, it's it's you're you're really kind of not getting everything out of it that you would you would want to get out of it. The quarry would have been great as their own original IP if it was good. But right. it wasn't good. Yeah. Right. And the Dark Pictures games, Bandai Namco publishes those. I don't know ownership level of things of the, of the entire anthology. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they didn't own that either. And that mm. was owned by Bandai Namco. So they really need to really re- re- reevaluate how they do business and, and get a new business strategy that it has a, a more lasting uh, uh uh, ability for them to survive on, on long term because like the way they're going it wouldn't surprise me at all we go into next generation and and super massive don't exist no more but like that's that's there i hate i hate to say it because it's like you, when you when you see like man they, they really kind of feel like they're going the way of telltale and it's not just because they make the same kind of games it's just that they make the same kind of games they make the same bad decisions yeah and and if you look, like I was I, I used to do videos on them and I remember looking at one of the interviews that one of the founders had made and, and like uh, uh, the interviewer asked the question about like uh, you're making these games in like 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 eight to nine months. And mm-hmm. do you, you think this is a, a little bit too too much all at once? 
and one of the 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 game design directors as well as the the the, the founder of the company were both just like no like it was just so not necessarily arrogant, but just naive and and thinking that they were going to be different than anyone else because right. they were just like, no, no, look, we 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 have we have great motion capture technology. We have we work with professional actors who are who are all about making sure they stay on schedule and we don't have any delays. And I'm like, oh, that's fine and all, but that's not really the problem. Like, no one said your games were ugly. They were a bit buggy. You know, and that comes with not having enough time to polish the game, right? Mm-hmm. But no, no one was like, "Your games look hideous," and the mocap's bad. You know, people was like, "Yo, your stories stink. Your characters stink." You know, these are things that we 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 thought were you that you were very good at at one point, and and none 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 of that stuff makes this kind of game very compelling. And it's like you, you're not going to be able to improve upon that when you got like a narrative team that's that's overworked, that doesn't have a lot of time to write things, and e- even deciding to change things might slow down the process of getting this game out. And you just don't do those things. And here's the end result: is people think think you're you're kind of mid now, so. All right. Also, welcome to the show, Game Logic. Like I said, one part of the Brat Podcast. Um, shout out to you for finally coming through, and we really appreciate you uh, coming on the show and spending your time with us, sir. Um, we're talking about uh, Supermassive and their late, and basically they're they're going to uh, consultation. Um, basically, no layoffs are happening over there, and. Um, talking about the games and the direction they actually went with their studio and stuff. Uh, do you have anything you want to add to that first before we move on to the next thing, sir? I do, man. I actually have, need to add a question. Uh, why you got to say it like that? What, say- finally, finally showed up? Finally! <laughs> oh, I told y'all I was going to be late, man. Finally, I, I, I Game Logic has <laughs> come back to DPS Podcast. Let's All go. Right. All right. No, we'll we'll let it go. No, I don't I don't have anything to add to the uh, supermarket. Listen, I mean, I, hey, listen, listen, I just had to speak your just had to speak your language for a second. That's all. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's 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 endemic of what's going on around the industry. I mean, we, you know, uh, I mean, everybody's everybody's taking their bite, and it's not really a. I hate to say I hate to say it's not really a surprise, right? That a studio like Supermassive would be would be hit. Um, you know, we've got we have studios being hit that we would not expect to be hit. So. Right. It's unfortunate. Oh, well, welcome to the show, sir. Um, I appreciate you and slow mo appreciate you being here. And, uh, uh, please tell us what what's been going on with you over the course of the last couple of days since, um, you know, people got a chance to hear from you over the last week, what you've been up to. Uh, see, I've been playing, uh, call of duty, modern warfare three, uh, Gran Turismo seven, uh, a little bit of destiny two, and there was something. Oh, and uh, and Microsoft Flight Simulator. Ooh, ooh! Now I am excited about that one because guess what? I I am so close. Do you have a flight stick for your um uh flight simulator? Bro, my my name is Game Logic. I have several. Okay, flights. you do. I am so. I me and you have to talk after the show because I am on a bubble. It's a couple of different ones I'm looking at. 
and I need your opinion on them because I definitely want a flight stick because I love that game and I'm tired of playing with a controller. So are you it's okay? Well, I was about. To I say- used to have a flight stick, but my flight stick broke a long time ago. It's just, it's like I know what the quality of it needs to be in order to get what I want out of it. It's just that. I don't know if I want to go as far as I want to go, or do I need to stick in this 200 price range that I'm at right now that I'm thinking about? That's what it mostly comes down to. Yeah. Now I was about to jump to the assumption that because you said controller, you were trying to get something for Xbox. No PC PC baby. I I forget y'all are like people from another planet and use your controllers on PC, but notwithstanding. I'm, Ain't so, nothing wrong with that, sir. Listen, I still body <laughs> people no with a con- I still body people with a controller on PC. So I I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, PC is not what you think it is. What <laughs> guess what? All those people that's out here trying to play and learn how to use a mouse on a PC, and I know how to use a mouse on PC. But all those people, guess what? There's just as many bad people with a mouse and keyboard that are with people with keyboard with that use a controller. Well, I mean, especially when you're comparing them against aim assist. Oh my God! Here you go. You do realize that a, a mouse. You do, you do realize that these games do have a moderate amount of recoil reduction. Wait, first of all, don't you realize that with a mouse you get zero? It's like zero recoil with a mouse, where a controller has a lot of recoil. Or are you talking about from the haptic feedback? No, it, on screen. Nah. Like if you hold on hold on you play destiny you played it on PC let's not act like the recoil pattern on destiny is the same between mouse and keyboard keyboard and mouse and controller because let's be for real controller and mouse may have aim assist but keyboard and mouse got laser beams for freaking um for freaking recoil let's be for real here I, I played nine years of that game to know that but that's not the weapons modeling. That's just the player being more accurate because of the. No, you have no recoil with an SMG from across the map. No recoil. Yeah, uh, we're going to, you're going to have to show me, you're going to have to show me some clips. I, I'm sure you have some assets that you could show me. So Absolutely. You, you I do. That. Cause I, trust me, I got, I got, I got video proof of me beaming people across the map with a keyboard and mouse and also having a uh, ridiculous aim assist with a controller. Yeah. It, it's definitely, it's a, it's, it's, it's a benefit both ways, sir, but we ain't about to sit here. Think, so we ain't going to, we ain't going to turn I, this I, into I, this. Quick. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I, I know because this is go super left. I yeah. This is go that. long. I think, I think a lot of PC players who are mouse and keyboard, they run into c- c- uh, a controller player, whether it's on console or on PC. And they think that when they got like like destroyed by that controller player, that that oh it's just aim assist, and not realizing that's not just aim assist, that's someone cheating. Like someone's getting more than just aim assist. <laughs> They're getting a little bit more, right? It's a yeah, little bit it, more not, happening in the background. Because like I I've seen it, and I'm I'm playing Call of Duty, and I'm just like like I I got clips of like stuff that's just impossible. But the dude's on PlayStation. <laughs> this dude's on Xbox, and I'm just like, yo, that's just not you. You can't aim. What what in the world's going on upstairs? You can't hit someone like like they, they, they just like if you see the clips you should be like wait what just happened here and it's not possible but it is possible 
with Cronus. <laughs> so, it's, so it's like now everyone's using that, but right. people get destroyed by that. And then they already have this issue. That's saying you logic, but they, like I see a lot of PC guys who have this issue with just anyone using controller and they immediately want the developer to nerf aim assist nerf controller right. into the ground and then afterwards they're bragging about how they're beating the controller players i'm just like oh so you just really just wanted a advantage i've right. seen this in the finals because the, the finals is like has lost a massive number of people since they started nerfing literally everything and the only like build that works is medium build really if you're heavy, you've been nerfed. If you're light build, primarily you've been nerfed. The weapons that you use have been nerfed. And controller, they keep changing and tweaking controller like every update they do to the point where it's like you don't even know like what settings to run with because if you change your sensitivities or your dead zones or whatever, like it's fine for a week and then they do another update and none of that stuff works again. So it's just... I know I just went into a rabbit hole. My bad, mm-hmm. but, but I think that I think um, both and console guys do this too, where they complain about mouse and keyboard. That I don't want to play against these PC dudes, and they get killed by a guy on mouse and keyboard, and they're thinking, "Oh, this dude's cheating," and it's like some of them are, but some of them aren't. And I think a lot of the times, people just got bodied by somebody legitly, and they just they don't want to accept it. Their ego don't allow them to accept it. This guy be a cheater. That's why I'm losing like this. Yeah, and, I'm, of, yeah. and I'm, I'm totally clowning y'all. Yeah, I, I know you guys are better first person shooter players than I am. I'm old. My hands no, cramp up. Yeah, my, my, my hands cramp up <laughs> like that dude on Sons of Anarchy. Right? <laughs> my, my sciatica acts up. Like I get it, y'all are better than me. So oh my no, God. no, it's not. It's not. It's not that. It's just. It's. It's. It, this is just. It, it's. It's typical shooter uh, recourse. Like. Like this. This. I'm sorry. Discourse. This is. This is what we always discuss, and 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 everyone feels a certain way about things. I think for myself, just I. I. I think I play more first person shooters or shooters, even third person in general, than most people, and so in playing like call of duty battlefield halo infinite the finals rogue company it's extensively like playing a lot of time put a lot of hours and i actually looked at like i think it was um um someone on twitter i think it was pms jordan that was talking about like what is your most played games on steam and when i looked it up it was all shooters they were all shooters, like all of the top nine games were nothing but shooters. And so, like, yeah. I, I, I think just with all that time and experience, I've just seen where people don't differentiate between the the hackers, the the, the cheaters, and just the regular players. And then what ends up happening, as usual, the developer takes a stand on things, tries to fix things, try to make things more fair and better. And the people who get really more affected with that more than anyone is the, um, the, the guys who are not cheating, but right. just using the same input as the cheaters. And then now like, and the cheaters get a firmware update from whoever they, they, they whatever method they're cheating and they're 
past whatever <laughs> methods the developer has created to stop the cheating and the only people who are left hurt are the people who weren't cheating at all which just kills yeah. the 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 player base that the current players that were playing the game it's just i see this happen over and over and over it's probably the reason why i play so many shooters because i just once the player base starts to drop and there's nothing but the sweats left like i i'll rock with the sweats for a while but you know, so let's make the game tired after a while, though. Exactly. Every single match, I got to be on my P's and Q's. You know, like, yeah. ain't a single match where I get to relax. Like, it's just not fun no more. You so. know, you know it, before we move, we're going to move on from this. But, you know, the last thing about it is the reason I believe a lot of people, especially on console, hate playing against PC gamers is because and it's more of the P it's more of the console gamer. They don't understand, especially when it comes to um shooters. They don't understand the the, the how to properly shoot a gun. They like I see so many people full blow pulled out on the trigger, hold it down the whole exact time, and their their recoil is all over the place. Compared to if mm-hmm. you think about it, if you think about it on a control on a mouse, it's not really a comfortable thing just to hold down the mouse when you hit the trigger, like when you hit the trigger and right click. You hit the button and you just keep firing. People don't do that on PC. It's like you tap, you tap. You tap, so you're basically burst firing on PC, so you're more accurate. That's well, why well, range, most people are, range, yeah, yeah, from range, yeah, from range. But with, and that's and that's the thing. People always talk about like, how did I get killed by that assault rifle from fifty feet away? Well, there's a thing called pre, like tap firing, you know, and 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 console gamers don't do that as well. So I think that's the main reason why people that actually understand that type of gameplay. They actually do really well when it comes to playing on PC. But yeah, we know you're just messing around. Um, logic. It's 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 cool. You just happen to walk into the lion's den and the lions here do bite. Hey, so real quick before you <laughs> before you move on though, so you, you said flight stick for my for Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yes, it's, sir. Do you actually want a flight stick or are you thinking about like a yoke and throttle? No, bar? no, no, a whole toss, the whole thing. Flight stick, yoke, everything, you know, the the throttle, everything. Yeah, just most most flight control systems, they're they're either going to be a flight stick or they're going to be a yoke. That's why I was saying. I mean, so for like historically, I have so I have several flight sticks. So the flight control system has you know has a joystick as its main uh, flight control surface. But yeah, I just got a uh, a new flight control system that has a yoke instead of a flight stick. That's why I was uh, that's why I was asking. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll talk about it after the show because I definitely yeah, cool, cool. there's a couple of couple of good ones out there that I was looking at and it's a whole nother experience when you play those games like that. I, I like it. Plus I've been getting into um what's the game on Steam? I forget the name of it. Um I forget the simulator what, that they have on there. What, what War Thunder? Is it a multiplayer now, game? Yeah War Thunder um Digital Combat Simulator, DCS? Yes, DCS, okay. DCS. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's what it was, DCS. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 it might make sense for you to have a flight stick, man. But yeah, yeah exactly. we can talk, yeah. talk about it. We'll talk about that. All right, let's move on to the next thing. EA, uh, once again, as you can see, Battlefield gameplay, because Battlefield is one of the best shooters out there. You don't have to worry about people shooting you in the pinky and you dying. It's crazy in Call of Duty time. You do have to worry about getting ran over by a truck. Been shot down by by uh, an airplane, being um being being um blown up by by like 
whatever is in the environment you didn't even see it coming you do have to worry about all that other stuff that has yeah, nothing to do with shooting a gun so uh, yeah well whatever so <laughs> ea's next battlefield game is rumored to also have a free-to-play battle royale game so this is something that they was supposed to be in battlefield 5 battlefield 5 was supposed to have they had the uh the ring of fire that was going to be their uh battle royale that they had it again, but it never matured into exactly what they wanted to be as a standalone thing. So they kind of canceled it uh, with that game. So my question is, you know, and this isn't going to be a really long one. What are your guys' thoughts? I'm going to you, Game Logic, because you just got here, being the the shooter concierge that you are. Do you think it's too late for Battlefield to bring a BR? Or do you think they, there's still room inside the market for another battle royale? So, so my comment definitely comes from a place of bias. I, I just, I just, I just don't give a f about battle royale. Like, yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. He's he's never like battle royale. Yeah, yeah, Go ahead, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just to to me to me it's it's just at a point where it's tropish and it's trendy and it's unnecessary. I mean, regardless of how I feel about it, the problem they're gonna have when they when they try and put it up is that it's gonna come into a very competitive market. That yep. I'm convinced will only bear the top two or three or four battle royales. Yeah, it's oversaturated. There, yeah, and there's yeah. gonna be a pl- there's gonna be plenty of also rands out there that barely break even, and you know you sit around and you look at them and you're like, what is the juice worth the squeeze for that? But there are only gonna be like three or so that that rule the roost. I mean, the the market has proven that, and that's why we have the highway of death behind us of every big battle royale game as a service thing that's come along. It's because, I mean, I've talked about it, I think, to you guys definitely before, maybe on this show. But look, mm-hmm. new gamers come into the market. They survey the market. What do they look for? They don't read a ton of reviews because they don't understand reviews necessarily at that point when they're just coming in. They look at player count and they look at who, where people are and they listen to word of mouth from their friends. And the word of mouth that they're going to listen to is this game has the most people on it. And they're going to walk in with the assumption, I think, that the most people must be over there because it must be good. So, so they're going to gravitate towards the Apex Legends, the War Zones, the Fortnites, right? And that's where and that's where they're going to go. I mean, sure, you're going to have your Daisies and your other stuff, um, you, you know, around your PUBGs that are still around. But I mean, nobody really talks about PUBG right these days as being one of like the super successful, you know, top top tier battle royales. Um, I mean, it's it's still it still has a a high player count. Even on PC, but I think the biggest version of PUBG is PUBG Mobile, which is like might be a top five mobile game at the moment. Um, but yeah, P- PUBG is still relevant, but it's just as you were saying, the market is oversaturated for for battle royales now, and this is kind of something that, like I've said about Ubisoft in the in, in the past, where Ubisoft always misses the wave. Like they 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 see everyone out on that wave, they're surfing. The wave. Oh my god, that, that's the best wave ever! They grab their surfboard, they run out off the beach into the water. The wave's gone, man. You missed it. Like you 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 jump on your surfboard, it's too late. And that's that's Ubisoft in a nutshell. When they did their battle royale, I forgot even the name, but the, the thing was called. But it like it didn't last very long. And you have to you have to come up with something. If you're going to have any kind of like degree of success, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but you have to come up with something that's so unique and different 
that it that it really makes the the battle royale genre transformative for the player and there really just isn't i think anything left to really kind of pivot to to make to really have your battle royale stick out among a a really stiff competition from fortnite apex legends and and warzone call of duty warzone what do you, what can you really provide that that they don't do what what can battlefield do that really makes that better i mean maybe the the use of vehicles which i can't stand but it's something that's big in battlefield maybe that can make things be the that like the the key uh difference in how they play but i i think it's it's a little too a little too late you know and almost kind of like typical ea to to really be trying to pigeonhole so many of their ip into the same kind of of things you are they they publish apex legends like you have apex legends like battlefield doesn't need to be a battle royale if anything I, i'm so shocked they're not making a battlefield extraction shooter since that seems to be the new the new thing you know now people don't make uh, battle royales a little more everything's an extraction shooter uh bungie's uh marathon is being turned into an extraction shooter even though the original game marathon was not an extraction shooter uh the, the division heartland escape from tarkov is out there like extraction shooters um what was that arc raiders that yeah, game was pivoted from thanks for yawning in our ears Forte. i'm sorry that, ga- <laughs> that game was pivoted from a four-player co-op multiplayer pve experience into an extraction shooter it's what and and i'm not even certain that extraction shooters will be something that is a genre that's going to work on consoles because the only successful ones have been on pc so i mean we're going to find out funny thing is the funny thing is battlefield has an extraction mode it's called um the 2042 it has um it's where you collect the data of cartridges and you have to extract out with them team that extract with the most wins so it already has like a kind of a mode in there like that um mm-hmm. i i did cut you off logic what were you about to say no i mean i i think one of the big problems is going to be and, and it's and it's particularly in this environment so you, so you have dice in order to add a battle royale mode to battlefield like you're you're not gonna you're not gonna flip battlefield to a battle royale mode and not do regular battlefield so now you've got to sustain both Mm -hmm. and so the only way to do that is to ramp up and to staff up what what is the one thing no one in the industry wants to do right now (laughs) right so you just you just had both the co-founders of ridgeline studios leave um that yeah, Marcus Leto. Yeah. Yeah. That project was they shut, they shut the studio down too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so how are you how are you gonna ramp up to bring on enough people to support an additional battle royale mode, which is gonna be huge. Right. I mean it it all it almost needs to be its own separate studio. Mm-hmm. And and then also and then also maintain regular battlefield and have it come out in, in today's constrained financial environment. And and then once it's out, then you got to support it. You got to have right the 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 four horsemen that I always talk about. You got to have 
skins, weapons, um, and cosmetics. That's one. You got to have LTMs. You got to have LTEs. And you got to have maps. Now, I mean, Battlefield 2042, I mean, the, the map development arc will be a little different, right? Kind of like Apex Legends does um, and Warzone does. So it won't be quite the same. Um, but but still, right, you, you've got you've to support and maintain those things somehow. Right. Yeah. Shout out to a, uh, Anonymous Boss with the $5 rupees. He says, have you guys seen the remastered Star Wars Dark Forces? Looks like the studio did a great job. Maybe we'll see Dark Forces 2 soon, and the fan base likes it. I did see that. Um, I thought they, yeah, I do agree. It looks like they did a good job with the remaster. Um, I'm not probably going to play it because I just have no, <laughs> no, I have no available bandwidth for, for games that weren't already on my radar. Yeah. But uh, for, for people who are hyped for it, I hope they play it. I hope they, they're really like into it and dig it. And it kind of signals that it's something that, that, you know, may need to be revived as a, a full on fully developed sequel or whatever in the future. So, yeah. Absolutely. Really, first of all, really appreciate the uh, super chat, bro. And um, same thing. I feel the same way. It's like at this point, it's so it's so many games, and we haven't even gotten to the point where we're talking about how much games um, are going to probably cost in the near future, depending on you know the way that everything shakes out. And the with just game development over the course of the next couple of years, it's like, you're going to have to be very, very more selective in the stuff that you do buy. And there's, and you always want to leave yourself open for those games that are the surprise ones that do release that you probably didn't see on your radar. And those are going to be some of the games that probably do pop up. Not to say that this game wouldn't, because I am a huge Star Wars fan. You know, Slow Mo definitely knows that about me. I think he's kind of just looking at it like it's a Star Wars game. I don't care. I already don't like Star Wars or whatever. But um, well, I mean, I, I like Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, but that was really that was. But see, that was classic Star Wars. I mean that that's that that, that was classic classic one of the, the best games ever created. So I mean it was also it made is, by but, it was also made by Bioware too. Yeah, I, I mean I like Star Wars game. Like uh, what's another one? I, I like Fallen Order. I didn't really care for Survivor, but but you are uh, you, you're getting Outlaw. You're going to play Outlaws though, aren't you? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, massive entertainment. I'm definitely yeah yeah. That. Outlaws is yeah. The, that's that's the Star Wars game I'm looking forward to. If and, they. And, Go ahead. Since we're on the topic of EA, they canceled the Mandalorian game. Yeah, uh, those are uh, that there was okay. So I'm I'm I don't know how many projects they canceled. I can't remember if they are overlapping or I'm talking about the same one. They they canceled a first there person were two. shooter. There were two Star yeah. Wars first person shooter that Respawn was making, and they also carried canceled the Mandalorian game. Were those were those the same games? Or was no, it they, two they were two. Games? They were two separate games. All right, so look, remember Andrew Wilson, EA's CEO, when yep. when and and he said this, and when he said this, I thought he was just coping with the fact that they had lost exclusive rights to Star Wars IP, but mm-hmm. he said my predecessor made that deal. I do not think it was a good deal. We weren't making a ton of money off of it, and we only went forward with the projects we thought that we would they make a ton of money off of it. Let it go to let other people work with it. We'll still make some Star Wars games, but we, I don't care. <laughs> this is essentially what he meant. You, and yeah. I thought he was just coping because they basically went from being the only person making Star Wars games to now everyone's making them. 
and and they weren't the only game in town with that. But then I see how they're moving, and they they're still doing what they were doing before, which is canceling the majority of Star Wars projects that they were they were start developing. And and this is when they had yeah. the exclusive license, they did that too. So well, this is the funny thing. This is the funny thing about it. I want to hear what Logic has to say about it. This also goes back to the point where if you go look at those leaked documents that came out about um, the development that Disney, because of the Marvel games, had in place with PlayStation on how those games had to do and like the revenue cut that they were getting off of those games. So you would kind of think that would probably be the same thing when it comes to Star Wars, when it comes to EA because that's still owned by Disney. So when they talk about it's probably not as profitable as you think it is, it's because Sony and because of um, Disney might be taking a major cut of that IP away from them. Like they're doing with Sony. Like if you think about it, Sony is selling consoles like full fledged consoles with Spider-Man in it. And they're giving up like 40 to 50, sometimes 60% of the cut of the system sale just to appease what's going on in the contract with um with Mar- with Marvel and, and um and um Disney. So I wouldn't be surprised, you know, after seeing all of this stuff, why they're making these they're canceling these things because that's a contractual obligation that they probably just at a certain point they're like, Yeah, let every, let somebody else deal with this. Because, you know, they unless they think it's gonna be a hit. I don't think they want to do them anymore. And I think the reason that you actually got a survivor, uh, Star Wars survivor is because Jedi Fallen Order did so well. And um, the Battlefield gives, they, as much as, you know, Battlefield 2 was kind of a nightmare when it came to monetization, it still did very well as a game, as a uh, sales and stuff. So with that being said, what do you think about that logic? What do you think, you know, when it comes to EA, we're kind of off topic on it, but you know, talk, we're still talking about EA and everything that's going on. What do you think about just that in general? Well, just going back to what you said about PlayStation, right? Like that, that makes sense for a PlayStation when that is you fighting the war for market share. And that, that gets you to a number, right? And then mm-hmm. you can you can worry about the the revenue piece of it kind of kind of after because the whole point of you're getting your console out there is for it to have attach rate and for it to drive subscriptions and for it to drive additional purchases. EA, we sleep on EA. We sleep on them, but EA is the Sopranos of third party publishers. Mm-hmm. They put the whack on FIFA, and that and, and your boy just said Disney, you're not we're not we're not doing this today, you know, and it doesn't matter to us because we're that big. We don't need it. So I'm, mm. I'm guessing that that's the perception. That's the, that's the perspective that they're coming from that, you know, they just don't need, they just don't need the anchor around their neck of the licensed IPs when they are as big as they are. They own some of the biggest sports franchises that are out there. They're making inroads to get back into them, right? With NCAA football. Oh, can't wait. My, my, fingers, my fingers, my fingers are crossed. They bring fingers crossed, NCAA. baby. Fingers <laughs> crossed. My, my fingers are crossed that they bring NCAA basketball back. But, you know, I just, I think they are enough of a beast now that, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's, there's at least some time for them. I mean, cause, cause remember, they, I mean, they gobbled all these licenses up really with sports organizations, you know, leagues just going to a point where, they weren't really, if they were shopping the licenses around, 
they, they just they weren't finding any better partner than EA. And I don't know if that was because of size or market share or or what EA was doing, but other than that brief moment in time that 2K grabbed, you know, a, part of an NFL license. Well, and they've they've got they've got NBA too. Um, and I mean, there there really hasn't been that much success, right? In, in anybody really grabbing those. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree with that. Go ahead, Slobo. And I, I kind of feel like like that's fine for for EA. Maybe they. Although I heard, well, with the the talk, and, and this always comes out after a game is canceled, the, the developers start talking about their game in such glowing, oh, it was amazing. It's the best right. game I've ever played in my life. And I'm like, it's easy to say that knowing we'll never play your game. So, like, I don't know if that's cap or not, but for for Disney and Star Wars, I kind of feel like they need to get back to, I'm glad that they're they don't just rely on one publisher anymore to get their games out like i think about like some of the best games that were created with some of their ip with star wars and like bioware is a is a well-known developer that well you know not not the star has kind of dimmed a bit but Mm -hmm. when they made that when they made knights of the old republic that was their first game as a studio yeah. after leaving Interplay. That was they were they were a nobody then. And 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 I want that to to for Lucasfilm games and and Disney to go back to giving the sh- a shot to the small up and comers. Every now and then you're gonna screw up. Like with Aspire with Knights of the Old Republic remake. Every now it's not gonna work. But that's where you're going to get really an idea of an innovative idea from a developer that wants to put their their stamp on it and can really provide something different and new to Star Wars. Star Wars, for those who haven't played Knights of the Old Republic, it doesn't take place where the Skywalkers. This takes place like a gazillion years before that. Right. And it was smart of them to do that because then they got out of what everyone else who writes a story in the Star Wars universe um, gets stuck with is like trying to write around the, the Skywalkers, trying to write around the events of the, 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 the movies and the comics. They went to a period where no one had touched it and created their own stories, was able to show their real writing chops and freedom. And that's the kind of stuff that I want to see, not just in Star Wars, but in, in any licensed IP that you're 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 finding a way to be innovative and different in the story, but also in the gameplay and this design as well, because there was no other game um that was Star Wars related that was like Knights of the Old Republic when it came out. No other game was doing that old school kind of RPG stuff that 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 really was all that old school back then <laughs> for them. But right. no no one was doing that like that. And I think that's what we need more of. We need more smaller developers uh taking taking those shots to get their their name out there and then going from there and start making their own original stuff once people get to know who they are. Hmm. No, I I agree. I just at a certain point it just ultimately comes back to battle battle royales. I've been I I've never really been into them. 
Uh, there's certain franchises I think would benefit from them, but I just like the same thing I said about even with these live service games and everything. It's like, I feel like we're way too far into just this type of fad that we're in right now for somebody to try to come in and reinvent the wheel. Not saying it can't happen. It's just that I think it's far, very unlikely. It's very, yeah, exactly. People are kind of set in the, in the games that they want to play at this point. And if you were going to play a battle Royale, you probably already played one of the better ones that you're going to play at this point. So uh, let's you, go what, ahead. What, what, do you, what do you think about battlefield having an arenas mode? Ooh. You mean what? In what? Arena, 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 sh- what, like shooter, like, like where it's like four, five v five in a small little area. Because they, I mean, yeah, like twenty forty two has that right now. Like Apex Legends has had. Oh wait, I don't know. Oh, that, that's that's a little I, different I for Apex that. Legends. Well, Apex Legends well, was the arenas it? mode, which they pulled, but it was it was three v three, three, but it was like yeah. on a smaller chunk of the map. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, twenty forty two has a six v six um 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 TDM mode. That's like uh, take a portion of what the massive maps are um for the sixty sixty four v sixty four stuff, and then and they make it like six v six. And I mean, that's when I play <laughs> Battlefield. That's what I want to play. So okay. it's a uh, yeah. I mean, it's in there in twenty forty two, but I, just... I, I don't think they'll ever make like a a just a game around that i don't think that i don't think that's something they're interested in ever doing again no no, yeah. no i was i would say do, them doing that instead of a battle royale mode but you were just saying it's already in there so i guess that would yeah, be I, yeah the only thing that i think and the reason that i yeah see those modes don't get played as much in battlefield like you'll mm-hmm. you'll see some of the the multiplayer, not multiplayer, that they're all multiplayer. You'll see some of the uh, TDM maps take off because, like, like people like slow mo that don't like you know vehicles in the game and stuff and stuff like that. But I think the further you get away from just Battlefield, because Battlefield's about Battlefield moments, and I always felt like Battlefield's already a freaking br. It's like the maps well, are right. the size; yeah, exactly. they're huge. It's yeah. like like how much like what's the difference? Okay, so you low you drop in and you got to pick up your weapons. I mean, you at don't this have a point, small it, team. Instead, yeah, your team yeah. is like sixty people. Yeah, exactly. So I always looked at Battlefield as like it's already a br, just with teammates on an even bigger map than. Games like you, you, you also don't respawn. It's still it's still not really ba- a, a, a battle royale. A battle royale is you go in if you die, you're out. That's it. Yeah, yeah, I get no, that. No, I get that. No, there's I no. Get that. Hey, give me a. I mean, someone could pick you up, or they could like. Um, if your if your full team hasn't been killed yet, you could be. You know, you can return to the map if they. You know, whatever method that they figure out how to bring you back is is done. But I mean, <laughs> that's not that's not what Battlefield does. It's, uh, so it's it's still not really a battle royale. I think I think the biggest draw to these to these kind of games because like Fortnite is fun, mm-hmm. but uh, some of the fun of Fortnite is the fact that you get to play it with like literally almost every pop character 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, there's, 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 there's art, like musical artists in the game. There's, there's every like Master Chief is in the game. Kratos, Nathan Drake, n- n- the Ninja Turtles are in there right now in the store. Like, name a popular comic book, video game, movie, cartoon, anime. It's been in Fortnite at one point in time, and you can take that skin looking like whoever and have them doing the goofiest stupid dances in the world shooting guns that like like i think the only thing they haven't got in there is mario i think nintendo refuses to allow their ip to be in there like you're not gonna catch princess peach gunning somebody down and flossing <laughs> on, on their dead body like it's not happening right so this is nintendo refuses to do right. it but outside nintendo everyone else is like hey I, we'll take the money thank you and i think that level of look what i can do and how i can have my character look different in different skins and, and love like like i'm playing the finals and i spe- i really just want to like on the career uh like unlock track like unlock this one outfit for my for my light build character and i think i probably won't even play that game no more like so in 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 some ways even though it's not that important it just kind of becomes important for 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 people and even to you know it, it kind of reminds me of how we play looter shooters and then you kind of get into this even though there's no real new content you you want to get a specific build that you had an idea that you theory crafted and i want to get this build but i need to get this particular piece to really make the build sing and so you keep playing the game you keep grinding doing certain content to get that le- that piece that part that you need for your build to make it work and then once you get it it's like you you finally caught the carrot and now it's like, well, what do I do now? <laughs> and I think developers know that. And so they make it difficult to kind of chase that. But in Battle Royale stuff, like a lot of some of these games that are free to play, but their their way of keeping you engaged is, hey, here's this battle pass. And at the end of the battle pass, it's like, like I think Fortnite did this one year when they had Spider-Gwen in the game. The Spider-Gwen was the last thing on the battle pass. So you either had to buy all the levels to get the Spider-Gwen, yep. which is a lot of money. That's a lot or of money. you play that game to grind to get that. And I played the game to grind to get Spider-Gwen because that skin was cool looking. And I think when you see that with Apex Legends, when you get an Apex Legends, you got like three like legends to use you gotta unlock the rest of them and like the most of the real cool ones you gotta unlock that's grinding that's playing the game to get to do that that's that's the 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 reason why we see the mau's the monthly active users for those games so high because people they enjoy playing the game like they wouldn't they wouldn't do it if the game was was torture for them to play but it's the draw really isn't the actual game design. It's it's the other stuff that goes along with it. And when you right. don't have that stuff, like I remember why I said this about Bleeding Edge, and I said Bleeding Edge was actually a pretty decent game. Problem you almost got Bleeding crucified is, for saying that. Hey, I don't care. People can say people say people can say whatever they want. <laughs> I, most people who talk trash about Bleeding Edge never played it, but that's, it was a decent game. True. It, the, the, uh, 
it, the map should have been a bit smaller and they should have sped up the character speed a little bit more. But it was a decent game. It was a decent hero shooter. Bleeding Edge's biggest problem was that them characters were fugly. Not ugly. <laughs> ugly. These are some. Uh, they made out of like a dozen characters. Only two of them, maybe three of them, had a decent game design, and the rest of them were hideous. Like who? The, who decided? I'm gonna make a character that's a corpse that's being basically controlled by a a a, a python. And I'm just like. I don't even want to look at that. Like, what, what are you doing? And it's like, when you're going up against Overwatch, where I dare you to Google Overwatch characters and see what pops up in the images, you're going to need to make sure you're not at work when you do that. Like, there's a whole different difference. Like, Blizzard understood you make characters that are physically appealing to to. Some some lonely weirdos or whatever I don't know, and oh my God. people will play the game, <laughs> but also they they love the characters that they're playing. When right. you make a game where people don't care about how these characters look because they none, they're not appealing, that's that that's not going to keep people engaged in your game, no matter how good or bad it is. These things are like. It's the reason why we just, we see, like, you see, look at the, some of these characters and some of these free-to-play games, and you're just like, yeah, I get it. It's appealing to a certain demographic. And, yeah. it, and, and it it just works, man. And I don't see any of that happening in Battlefield. You're not going to find, you, they ain't going to put Nicki Minaj in Battlefield. They put Nicki Minaj in Call of Duty. <laughs> and, you know, see what you will about, see what you will about Call of Duty, but, like, one of the things that I've loved since I've come back to Call of Duty with Modern Warfare is every season there's always a skin that like you can tell who finished the battle pass. That's like, true. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the only way to get that skin. There's only a few people who run around with it. You know, and that's and that's you know that speaks to what you're talking about, Slomo. Is that there's as as much as a small thing, as much as I say, I, you know, many times like you shouldn't be playing the game for cosmetics, right? It should be about the gameplay, right? But the fact of the matter is. Lie. Like you, you win that stuff it's and you important. wear it, you know. Yep. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I was three four three had figured out. I ain't gonna lie. Me and slow mo, slow mo got me thinking the battle pass was ending one day. Me and him jump in playing at three o'clock <laughs> in the morning, and if, and the battle pass didn't end till the next day. <laughs> we Look, had a whole another twenty four hours. <laughs> they Call of Duty put Paul Atreides from Dune in it, and I said, "This looks just like." Timothy Chalamond or whatever Chalamane or, or mm-hmm. Champagne, whatever the heck his name is, look just like the guy. Bought it, mm-hmm. bought it, absolutely bought it. Um, I got, I got, they got Shredder from the Ninja Turtles in Call of Duty. Bought it. As soon yep. as I saw it, bought yeah, it. Even the, even though I Lara bought Lilith, don't look Day like, one. don't look like Lara Croft. You know it's Lara Croft because she got the little shorts on in the in the in the, yep. in the tank top and the double guns. Bought that yep. too. This is this is how the game works. So if you're gonna make look, go you know, before we could put a pin in this. 
EA, go ahead and make your, your, your Battlefield Battle Royale. Whether it's boring and generic and the same old, same old. You better old, have some good skins. You better have, I'm telling you, it better <laughs> not be no random, you know, just, hey, I, my name is Truck Stop. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an engineer. Like, no one gives a crap about Truck Stop, bro. Like, your made up Battlefield characters, you can, you can keep them in the corner. No one cares. Do <laughs> you go put LL Cool J in the game? <laughs> go put somebody that's popular in the game. Something yeah. like go go freaking put J Cole in in Battlefield. Then people will, will will pay attention. You know, like no one cares about truck stop. Yeah, uh, and I know we're trying to move on, but like, so the two things I was gonna say is one: somewhere in EA, there are people who understand how to make deals for mm -hmm. for licenses and ip because mm -hmm. the need for speed series has historically had i, I won't necessarily say the best soundtrack but it's been good like i've i've always yeah, been amazing I, I, I pop up and eat like there's so many like top like top billboard songs that i'm like oh man the first time i heard that was on a need for speed soundtrack you know i mean they whoever was working that made those deals and got that content into that game and, it, and so i don't i don't know why like the you, you know you can't get those people to help out with dice but the other thing i i just realized and i don't understand is like how how has there never been a gi joe deal for battlefield oh yeah i've been perfect oh that would have been perfect bro yo joe can we have we had G, oh my gi yo, joe what? versus cobra let's go <laughs> Let's go. That's a pentor. Let's go. Higher game logic. I mean, seriously, Man. that's a no brainer. That you, is a no brainer. You telling me you going look, look, if this battle royale comes out and they don't have any kind of licensed skins in there, if you ain't got G.I. Joe in there, fire everybody. Just fire oh, all of y'all. Y'all, 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 y'all don't deserve to be to be doing this. I, I'm I'm kidding. Don't really fire everybody, but definitely give them a stern talking to about how bad they are. Yeah, because, I didn't I mean, even this, think about a, that. That's a no brainer kind of thing. You're a battlefield. Like you need that. This needs to happen. What's what's the blonde guy? You know the the typical Duke white Duke. Yes, Duke <laughs> needs to be in battle. Duke Flint like, like, Scarlet. Mm. There's a lot of good it's people. So, it's so common sense, you know. They Snake eyes. <laughs> Snake eyes. Right. Let's go. It's so it's such a common sense thing. They won't do it. Roadblock. Let's go. Man, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's got it's got vehicles in it too, so they can actually man, they can monetize the heck out of that. It be, they could make an actual mode. <laughs> Battlefield is GI Joe. It is GI yeah. Joe. You're right. It They're is like, GI Joe. Look, you got you got privates. You got E fours running around flying aircraft. <laughs> That's exactly what Battlefield is. Exactly Battlefield no, is. no damn pilot training, but yet <laughs> you flying this billion dollar airplane absolutely uh shout out to a uh anonymous boss with another five out of ruby he says it's cool that after 20 plus years they made a remaster of that earlier game have you guys in the chat ever played shadow of the empire real good game i didn't even know I that was a game that. i haven't mm -hmm. played it didn't know i gotta look into that I definitely got to look into that. Thanks again for the uh, super chat, bro. Really appreciate it. Uh, moving on to the next topic. 
Nintendo emulators. Oh, before you, before, before you do that, go uh, ahead, go ahead, talk go about ahead. the poll. Go ahead and end the poll. Oh, yeah, yeah, discuss. the poll. Uh, 29 people, shout out to you guys for the voting, said, would you play Battlefield Battle Royale? And it was, it, a second ago, it was 52 to 48. Now it's 48 to 52 in favor of no. So it's actually real close. I didn't. I was expecting people to say I'm burnt out on Battle Royale. So it seems like we got a lot of people in here that just like to either play a lot of Battle Royales or they just want to see something like that in Battlefield. Mm. That's that's interesting. I didn't. I was expecting that to be a landslide and no, but <laughs> but um, there it is. But um, let's move over to the next topic. We got Steven Totello put out a um, tweet basically going over um, Nintendo is suing the creators of the popular switch emulator Yuzu saying their tech illegally circumvents Nintendo's software encryptions and facilitates piracy, seeking damages for alleged violations and the shutdown of the emulator. He says, note 1 million copies of tears of the kingdom was downloaded prior to the game's release. Yuzu Patreon support doubled during that same time period period basically arguing that that is the proof that users business model help piracy flourish slow-mo you know how i feel about it i i tell people all the time i tell people this all the time i don't mind the people pirate games as long as you pay for it like especially in nintendo's case as long as you go out and buy a copy of the game and you want to play because nintendo's not giving you the ability to play the game on a better platform because the platform they got it tied to is a potato when it comes to playing at better frame rates and resolution so if you have the ability to play it on pc as long as you're going out and you're actually paying the money for the game pirate away but guess what Nintendo don't see it that way. Nintendo's like, yo, we losing money because people ain't doing that. Slow-mo, I'm going to go to you. What is the first thing you thought of when you saw this from uh, Steven Totella? The Actually, the first thing I thought of was Nintendo might be doing some things differently in the future. Mm-hmm. It's cause, because Yuzu's been around for a minute. And it's not like it hasn't like it just showed up and Nintendo's like, oh, oh, it's 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 popular and people are doing this on PC. Let's do something about it. Yuzu's been around for a minute. So for them to make this move now, I, I, I to me, it tells me two, one or two things. I'll talk about the one that's more uh, more reasonable and, and then the other. And the one that's more reasonable is that the Switch 2 is going to be backwards compatible. And they don't want Yuzu, people looking at the Yuzu version of these games as as they continue to come out and is backwards compatible to the old games and seeing that Switch 2 still doesn't perform better in these games than Yuzu does. And so on someone's PC. And so if you don't have Yuzu, then they could probably say, well, hey, look, you'll buy a Switch 2 to play the games that you wanted to play on the Switch 1 with a higher fidelity and more stable frame rates. So that's the more common, I think, uh, 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 explanation on why they're doing this now. Uh, Another pie in the sky one that probably isn't true is that they might be deciding to choose to put their games on PC natively in in the future. And if that's the case, 
then you don't want Yuzu being there and being competition where, you know, you're, you're going to expand into this other segment of the video game market, but people are can just go, you know, even though it's not as simple as just ripping the game, but there's a process where people can just get your game for free instead of actually buying it on the platform. And clearly there's a market there because there's a significant number of people who play Nintendo games through Yuzu or various other, uh, I think there's another one called like Ryujin or something like that. There's a different mm-hmm. emulator that's not as popular as Yuzu. There, it's, it's, there's definitely a market there for them. But uh, I, I, I don't think that's it. I think Nintendo probably, the more I think about it, the more I think about Nintendo's like, ain't no way in hell we putting our games on a platform that has stuff like Nexus mods. <laughs> yeah, imagine? that's true. <laughs> Can you imagine? Slobo, oh, do you still have your Nintendo Switch? I do. Yeah. <laughs> do you? Uh, I do. Yeah. Would you get it? Whoa, 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 whoa! I thought you got rid of your Switch. It was a gift. I, I did the the one that I bought. Oh, that's right. Yeah, your wife rebought you another one, and I made fun of you, and I said you can't get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, I sure can't, and I love it. I love yep. it. Yes, yeah, I remember yes. his wife I, bought him one. He was I'm, like, I, <laughs> with the, the fakest, most plastic smile on my face. I, it's great. It's awesome. Yes, a Switch OLED. I definitely wanted that. Yeah. So, so yeah. outside of that, that familial <laughs> obligation, let's just say you, you, you hit a point where were there a way to play a Nintendo game on a PC? You saw no need for a Nintendo Switch. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I and now the Switch too though. I'm I'm interested in and I, and I know there has been rumors um, from uh, a particular tech tuber that I don't necessarily trust. I ain't gonna say the name, but yeah, probably if people who've seen it, they probably know who I'm talking about. But like there have been rumors of mm-hmm. what the specs are for the the new. Uh, Switch two, and I don't believe them. I, mostly because the, the the rumor said it would be running Ampere architecture, which is like that's like the RTX three thousand series. Which if you kind of look at like how Nintendo normally goes with their hardware, they want to make sure that they're making a profit when they they release the system they're not like sony and microsoft where they release some hardware that day one at launch does not like they're they're in the red initially before software it helps them you know clear that and get in the green nintendo's not like that they want their hardware to be making money for them day one and it being ampere architecture i know that's like a good three years old three four years old now but considering how nintendo prices their products and 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 i just don't see ampere being used here just i I don't see it so but if it is that'd be great because i think uh i think uh the other specs of it don't seem that powerful like supposed to be something that's like on the level of like a Series S, which frankly, that'd be for a handheld. That would be amazing. But I don't see it. I don't see it. Um, that said, if 
with you got of course nvidia technology involved here you have the ability to use dlss as an upscaler that might really like if if DLSS is is prominently used in this in 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 this ecosystem for the Nintendo Switch, that would be a game changer for them. Yeah, when it I comes agree. To performance, and that's like, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I, as long as I get a consistent sixty sixty FPS frame rate, I'm good. We, I, I, like, I don't, I, I won't even, I won't even, even use you know your yuzu emulator or whatever to play the game <laughs> if if i got a stable frame rate i'm good i don't need to play it at like native 4k it's simple looking games anyway it's not like it's freaking oh it's so beautiful like no no i'm fine just give me a good frame rate and i'm and i'm good to go so yeah i mean we'll, we'll have to see it'll, it'll be if it does have that it'll be interesting to see what that's called because <clears throat> on a Nintendo platform, it's not going to be called DLSS. It's it's not going to be. It's not even going to be consoleified like the current graphics options are on Xbox and PlayStation, right? For the Nintendo user base, it's not. It's not going to be something for nerds. Mm-hmm. It's going to be you know something ootsie cutesy, you know, super basic and simple. That you know that's a that's a switch. It's not going to be you know, a, a ton of choices of optimization and all that. It's going to be a, a flip on or flip off thing for, for their user base. So it'll just be interesting to see how they go about doing that. Yeah. I, 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 I think the same thing it's, hey, hey, I am real go ahead. logic. Go ahead. Uh, do, do you think the switch two will be backwards compatible? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because, cool. and I'm, I'm, I'm keying off of the fact that they said very early on that your online account is going to carry over and that was the tell mm. that told me that like if if your online account is going to carry over and your online persona is going to carry over which in, in my mind and people can please correct me if i'm wrong if i'm not mistaken this is the first time that that's happened with the nintendo system since it's been online yeah. i constantly criticize and go after them because like every flipping time you go from generation to generation they 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 change the login mechanism they change mm-hmm. the e-store like you can't get back to your old kind. Like the only way historically to get back to previous generation Nintendo online content and store content has been to retain your old hardware. And I kind of and I kind of laugh and joke about how you know in the console wars people constantly go at either PlayStation or Xbox for stuff. And I'm like, y'all don't, y'all don't say anything about Nintendo. <laughs> you can't. You literally can't get back to your stuff. You can't get back to your stuff that you bought on your Wii unless you keep a Wii. So. Um, but at any rate, that that was the tell that told me that they were going to... And they they had some other verbiage around, like a PR release that came out at that time about you you bringing your, your online perso- persona along with you. Um, and, that, and, and that told me that, you know, they're going to have to... They're, they're going to they're gonna retain all that stuff, that backwards compatibility, because that's what a lot of your stuff is tied to, right? Your, your, your Mario Kart, your Animal Crossing... Um, your cloud saves, that's a that's a big, huge one that, you know, by virtue of the fact that they're letting you remain attached to that via your online persona, that to me seems like you have to get, bring the backwards compatibility along with it. Yeah, and I, I kind of feel like the only reason why the, the, the Switch 1 wasn't backwards compatible is because of the Wii U's failure. The Wii U was so bad and only sold 13 million um, units that they kind of felt like 
and, and you think about a lot of the games that they released for the Switch were Wii U games. I feel like that right. didn't didn't you know they didn't sell the way they needed to sell and therefore the development of those games those individual projects did not turn out to be successful all right we're gonna take that exact same game we're not gonna make it backwards compatible so that if you bought it already that you can just take that game and use it on the switch we're gonna resell that game on the switch now that this thing is popping and we're gonna make our money back and i feel like that's the reason why it just it wasn't going to be it wasn't backwards compatible because they needed to kind of recoup what they did with the Wii U and the failure of the Wii U. Now that all that's, you know, water under the bridge. Yeah. Let's keep the ecosystem going. Let's not upset these people too much, even though we've been (laughs) treating them like pay pigs for so long, but yeah. Yeah. Well, it was also a shift in architecture too, right? Because Wii U, Wii previous generations and stuff ran on IBM power PC and now this is them going to arm. I would what I'm what mm. I'm hoping is that Nintendo by going down this path with arm that this is where they're going to stay for a while and this will be the first time that we have an opportunity like away from like the Game Boy series of consoles, right? We're we're great Scott like it, it's it's such a contrast, right, to their business model. I mean, you look at the Game Boy stuff and like stuff is backwards compatible, like generations into the rearward, right into history, you know, three, four console generations of backwards compatibility. But on but on the desktop consoles, you know, you you have you just have chunks where that's broken. So I'm, I'm hoping them going to this ARM architecture is something that they're going to stay on for a while. That gives us the ability to kind of carry forward from the switch, hopefully mm-hmm. over multiple generations, where we can maintain that backwards compatibility. Yeah. Yep. I agree. All right. So, uh, well, I, I told Slumman, I, I hated saying that I was like, I'm at that point where my switch is literally not being played. But it's like super underpowered and all the games I do want to play on it. It's like kind of kind of over it at this point. Hershey's to even look at it. Huh? <laughs> no, no, it's not that bad, but it's it's getting there. It's getting there. Uh, moving on to the next topic, we are talking about Saber Interactive and toys, um, toys, toys for Bob. Uh, toys for Bob is basically becoming a independent studio in uh, immediately, and Saber Interactive is basically, I guess, buying themselves out of their um, their deal that they have with. Um, with Embracer, Embracer for five hundred with five hundred million dollars, so uh, we're gonna tackle those both at the same time. They're not time. the only one. They're not the only one, but um, yeah, Gearbox this was, is about to follow that route too. Yeah, Gearbox is about to follow that same route. So, um, breaking news from Charlie Intel says Activision owned uh, studio Toys of Bob is becoming an independent studio effective immediately. Uh, support for Crash Team Rumble is ending, and. Um, they say over the over the years we inspired love, joy, and laughter for the inner child and all gamers. We pioneered new IPs and hardware technologies and Skylanders. We raised the bar for best in class remasters and Spyro uh, reunited trilogy. We um, we taking Crash Bandicoot to innovative, critically 
uh, acclaim new heights with the same enthusiasm and passion. We believe that now is the time to take the CEO to our future games to the next level. This opportunity allows us to return to our roots and begin a small and nimble studio to make this news even more exciting. We're exploring a possible partnership between our new studio and Microsoft. And while we are in the early days of developing our new, our next game and the ways that we walk away from making any other announcements, our team is excited to develop new stories, new characters, and new gameplay experience. Our friends at Activision and Microsoft have been extremely supportive of our new direction, and we're confident that we will continue to work closely together as part of our future. This is literally the narrative that you're going to probably see in 2024. A lot of it when it comes to... Um, I feel like when it comes to like studios that are part of bigger publishing house where they can find themselves being able to separate themselves from their bigger conglomerate, um, toys and Bob, I don't think they were any, they, you know, they were really, really big help when it came to call of duty and, um, helping them develop, uh, games on the back end, um, when it came to that. So, um, logic, you know, you being um, you being a Crash fan, I don't know if you're really a Crash fan, but um, what do you think about the direction? Like Slomo said earlier, we got we got um, Toys and Bob doing this. We got Embracer basically letting go of uh, what's the name for five hundred million dollars, and they're going to become uh, it, yeah, become a um, a standalone studio. And then it looks like Gearbox is heading in the same way. I wish it was without Randy Pitchford, but you know, it looks like he's still going to probably be a part of that, but oh whatever. God, the guy's like a roach. He just that dude just, no, he's just not going to leave that studio. I, I was almost excited when I was like, oh, is it going to be without Randy Pitchford? And then it's not probably. So there it is. But well, what, what do you think though about all this? Uh, so I've got one. I told you so one disagreement, one raised uh -oh. eyebrow, and then I'm not sure where I'm going after that. I want to know the disagreement okay, first. Disagreement first. You want disagreement first? Okay. Yeah, um, we want chaos first. Chaos is always <laughs> the best way. So, so you 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 mentioned your theory is that you're gonna we're gonna see a lot of this throughout the year. I I, I disagree. I don't I don't think we are. Um, okay. I I think these are fairly. I don't want to say say unique, but there were some specific off ramps that that allowed these things to happen. I think. Um, I think Toys for Bob was either told you're either a going to get shuttered. Um, oh, okay. we, we knew they were taking them out of their real estate and co-locating them with another studio. I can't remember which one it was, um, but I, I think they were being told. And I think, I think we're going to see this with PlayStation two. Um, I think they were told they were going to eventually merge with that other studio. Um, and I think given what's gone on with the whole point of just how obtuse it was that a studio called toys for Bob was converted over to yet another call of duty studio. I think they felt for a very long time that their original founding identity had been had been sullied, and it, they were like not really doing what they really wanted to do. Right. Um, and I and I think the notion of them being merged with yet another studio was just going to dilute them to a point where there really wasn't going to be a Toys for Bob. Um, so I, I I think they went and 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 made a plea um, that they wanted to go this way. Um, I think they're doing this very much on their own without a lot okay. of. This isn't like a. This isn't like a spinoff, right? Like when, when Seagate and we've, we're probably going to wind up talking about the innovators dilemma tonight when we get into some of these other topics, but you know, when, when Seagate didn't want to cannibalize its large enterprise storage, hard spinning hard drive business, 
and they were trying to figure out how to get to SSDs, one of the things they did was they spun that business unit out. And and they and but there was a little more of a symbiotic relationship that was retained between them and that subsidiary. I don't think Toys for Bob is having that that backing, right? Microsoft, Xbox is not going to be like their venture capital backing. They're they're going on their own and they're told they got to figure this out to survive minus this potential deal that they're trying to negotiate with with Microsoft which I I just I don't have a lot of confidence that that's going to happen unless there's, you know, stuff behind the scenes that I just can't possibly imagine. But it would seem weird that Xbox would be willing to do that, just having laid off 1,900 of its own employees, um, and and going through some of the some of the slashes that they're that they're still going through. So um, I don't and, and Saber Interactive. Uh, this is going to blend into the question, so it's a disagreement, but it's also the question. It's the raised eyebrow. It's you know the people leaving the Embracer Group are the studios that are potentially actually making money. So mm-hmm. you know, so, so it's it's super weird. Who's abandoning ship at, at Embracer? And again, this may be a Embracer, right? The the C suite may have gone to the Embracer studio heads and said, "Hey, look, this thing is winding down, and, and we're gonna like we're we're eventually gonna hit the self destruct button on this, right, and declare bankruptcy. And we're letting you guys know now, so that if you guys can figure out financially how to how to break away and and you know and make it on your own, right, then you can. It's kind of like that scene from Heat, right, when he gave everybody the out." <laughs> right before I went and did the last job, so <laughs> I, I think I think this is what's going on. But I think by and large, what we're going to see around the rest of the industry is we're going to see the 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 continuing misfortune. Right, we're going to continue to see studios close. We're going to see studios merge. Um, we're going to continue to see kind of the normal corporate downsizing, tightening of the belt, like efficiency shaving, lean six sigma approach, right to getting back to green. Um, and, and maybe we'll see another handful of studios kind of hit that escape velocity and figure out a way out. But I, I think the other thing I'd caution is, right, the, the world they're going out into is harsh. It's it's not like, you know, it's it's not like they're off to better pastures. I, I mean, a few people, in, and I know they're wishing them well, but a few people were painting like this really rosy and Tiffany Cup link kind of perspective on Toys for Bob. I'm like, guys, they're they're going out into the wild as an independent studio where things are not good. The Callisto Protocol Studio just shut down last year after releasing what is arguably a good game. You know, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. Mm. Uh Let's see here. Um, Saber Interactive is three thousand five hundred employees. I had no idea before today they were that big. I, I didn't they know they were, were that big. Good God, they were a huge studio. But Saber Interactive does a lot of stuff. They do. They make. They are lead developers. They are a, for a lot of times support developers on games uh, like Nineteen Old Republic Remake. Their original role in that development of that game was to be a support studio. Um, they did Crackdown Three. If people don't remember that, oh, I remember they that. Came in, on the back end after the actual developer was purchased by by Amazon for its technology that that the destructibility that Microsoft had had uh marketed Crackdown 3 to be and they came in and finished finished the campaign of the game which was I mean it was somewhat decent it's Crackdown it wasn't it wasn't amazing or anything but uh don't talk um, bad about Crackdown well Crackdown needs to be better that's Anyway, you ain't like to get those agility orbs. Uh, yeah, I love that when when it was in <laughs> two thousand what five or whatever when that first oh. came out. Anyway, I'm with um, you. 
what we're seeing, I agree with with logic that Embracer isn't going to be a thing for much longer. Their future is either filing for bankruptcy and not existing anymore in two years, or being a Konami where the the very little IP they have left, they license out to other developers to make games for because that's just cheaper to do than than where they are. And the Gearbox is next. They're negotiating. Um, their their uh, exit from, as well. Gearbox, they spent $1.2 billion on them. They're not getting anywhere near that back <laughs> to right. allow them to be independent or to be acquired by, I don't know, 2K or, or Take-Two, whoever. Because since they have a, a lifetime publishing license on Borderlands, it would be in their best interest to make sure Gearbox is good. So they, they're getting, continuing to make money off of that. But I think those two studios are very different than Toys with Bob, who they're also getting their independence, but they're much a much smaller team. They're like less than 100 developers. And they had layoffs um, when, when, when Microsoft did all those layoffs. And... They don't own anything like they don't mm-hmm. own any IP like like people w- were talking them up during the acquisition as if like they're going to do the next Crash Bandicoot or, hey, look, maybe we can get them to do Banjo-Kazooie. And, and maybe all of that might be, you know, as they if they working through uh, Xbox publishing, maybe that might be the future. But I, I remember saying it then that all these people who were like, oh, they're going to bring all these games back just because Phil Spencer kept name dropping old IP. And I'm like, do y'all not understand how Activision Blizzard operates? Why that, would Microsoft change that? And that was why I told you so, Slopo. We, we, we both said during that time, all, all of these notions that, oh my God, they're going to bring back Crash Bandicoot. Oh my God, they're going to bring back Spyro the Dragon. I was like, we have no tangible, evidentiary, behavioral, past performance representation by Microsoft or Xbox, that that's what's going to happen. They've talked about Activision operating relatively independently. We don't have any incentive to believe that that's what Activision is going to do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and here we are with Toys for Bob being spun out. Yeah. So again, just, you know, it, what's, what's come to fruition is that it's, it's at the end of the day, unfortunately, again, it's, it's about business. It's about dollars. It's about financial health, and, and those things take precedent over, you know, nostalgia, right, and, and heartstring plays. Right, and, you know, as much as I champion creativity and being in, in like, studios being able to make the kind of games they want to make, let's just keep it a buck. Toys for Bob have become a COD support studio. COD is the machine. That's <laughs> it. You t- you telling me they're going to... Gonna, potentially mess up the the machine mess up the 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 machine dropping that annual release that's going to be the most sold game every year in the console and pc market you're going to potentially mess that up to make a freaking banjo kazooie like too many people don't do critical thinking it's it Executives say things because they they want you to be cool with what they're doing, right. even though 
they 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 didn't give you any guarantees. They didn't announce anything. They didn't say, "Hey, this game is definitely coming." They didn't say, "Oh, hey, look, let's let's look, we we we've already started development on this stuff." They just, "Hey, you know, we 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 might bring this back." What what does that mean? You know, like I I I might go into the office tomorrow. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm work from home. I might go in the office tomorrow. I can say that knowing with full confidence. I'm not lying to you. I might do that, but I know I'm not going to because I have no need to. It's just like there's people have to understand how this works, and there's just too many grown adults just following falling for the okie doke all the time when it comes to these publishers, these platforms when they say things. And and then just immediately believing everything they say, even though what they're saying contradicts what they were saying a month ago, or six months ago, a year ago. It's just, come on, man. It's it's selling wolf tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those some very and expensive just, wolf tickets. It's like this. Toys for Bob. I agree with with logic. What what essentially probably happened here was they, they were told, "Hey, look, look, you you're not making." a platform or whatever the heck you want to make that prototype you just showed us that looked very cute no with, with us you're 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 making call of duty content we got you working on skins for season three <laughs> that's what you're doing okay you don't like that that's fine look you you can take you know whatever you may have gotten you know somehow independently with 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 the acquisition and use that to, to buy yourself out that's fine we could work with you on independently, and that's fine, maybe. But I mean, that's the reality of the situation. That's the reality of what that studio have been relegated to. And I don't like it. I don't like, uh, you know, if I if I make a studio, the three of us here create a studio. We're founders of a studio. Now we wanted to make. 2D side scrolling platformers. That's that's what we love. That's what we're passionate about. That, that's that's what we're doing. And we make a game, everyone loves it. And then somehow, some way, we're now under a publisher. And we're like, we're 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 just doing seasonal content for a racer. I don't I don't I mean I don't say I hate racers, but I don't care for racers. I definitely wouldn't want to make one like I understand people not wanting to do that. Like you want to make something that you're passionate about. You don't want to be showing up to work. Like, guess I got, you know, keep working on this car and make sure the specular lighting is perfect on this vehicle again. Like I, no one wants to, like, if you don't want to, you don't have a passion for it. You don't want to do it. I get it. But the reality of this industry is that a lot of people ain't really working on stuff they're passionate about. They're working on stuff that that's going to make money. And that's just, it's just the way we're forced. I'm looking at this gameplay. How, why did it take you so long to realize where the enemy was? I, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is going on? I was listening. around. No, listen. I'm just like, does he not see the doors right there? Like, no, I don't know. no, no, not there. That I, It was like three o'clock in the morning when I was playing and I was like looking for the, I was like, where the heck is the door? <laughs> I'm just like, how does he not see the door? It's right there. And I there. finally He's found the door. Like I know, and I finally <laughs> found the door. And I made it great. out. 
I <laughs> you ain't lying, bro. I I remember I was like, oh my god, where's this door that I finally found it? <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, sorry, sorry for the distraction. No, um, I, I I wish them the best. I hope they're successful. I hope that like if they, you know, what I do hope that they get this deal with with Xbox done because that's that's money coming in. That and and a lot of these studios that go independent. They you may never hear from them again because they may mm-hmm. end up closing down because they weren't able to take a prototype and get it to be, be, get a deal done with a publisher. And, or they do do that and the game comes out and it bombs and they shut the shut studio down. It's a one and done kind of game, which happens pretty frequently, too. But I just kind of hope that they're successful. But I think this is more of like a reality check hopefully for a lot of people that had a lot of crazy ideas about where what was going to happen with with microsoft and xbox after the abk acquisition and none of that stuff was really reality i also think part of this is part of part of this might be the fact that microsoft looked at it like like you said logic yeah we might about to shutter this studio and they found they said that they were able to basically say, well, that's a good way to save 180 jobs and not have to put that on the bottom line of some, of some, um, some announcement that, you know, you closed toys for Bob and you laid off the whole entire developments tab. So, you know, them going independent, we know, we don't know the, the details behind that, but it could be anything from whatever the next game they make might have to be something that is, you know, in game pass exclusivity or something like that to like, kind of let them out of being a part of the, um, Activision Blizzard, uh, umbrella. So there's a lot of different ways that that could have kind of happened. I'm just happy that, you know, if this is what they want to do, that, they're finally away from that because their best years was 2011 to 2015 when they were making Skylander games, because trust me that that company had probably that developer had probably never been as popular and made as much money as they made during those four years or five years because of uh, Skylanders was really a thing for a long time. Um, literally until printing it, money in, in, until it wasn't. Right. Until it, exactly until it wasn't right. anymore exactly because in 2016 they sold 66,000 copies of Skylanders Imaginators which was the which was the end basically yeah, yeah. and then, then they sold some more when they put it on the Nintendo Switch right but mm-hmm. it was it was not a commercial success yeah yeah that I but that time it was just like everybody was kind of over it um the whole craze had kind of died off like well before it did but they probably were so far into development of imaginators that they just decided to release it which what you can't knock them for they they put it out there and it didn't do as well but i mean but if you just look at like the amount of money that they made off of selling plastic toys for four years was ridiculous so I just think Activision just saw that and was like, instead of shuttering the studio, they they went into a, um, like you said, everybody, all hands on deck on Call of Duty. So, all right, do you want to, do you want to stay with the company? Do you, do you like your job? Okay, well, this is what you're doing going forward. <laughs> so, um, right. yeah, yeah, really, I would, I would really love to see them. So two possibilities. One, one's more kind of obvious and one is a little a little bit of a stretch out there 
I would hope that they actually get some type of partnership deal with Nintendo. Mm. That'd be mm. a good look. That would yeah, be right? a good one. I mean, would, I mean, would we, and now I'm going to dream, right? It would be so nice if Nintendo would break them off a little chunk, let them work with some of their IP, let them have Amiibo for it, right? Which is kind of their wheelhouse. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the same know? thing. Now, the other thing, which Slobo mentioned earlier tonight, that would be crazy. So Fortnite is doing its whole metaverse. Epic is doing its whole metaverse thing. It's mm-hmm. bringing kind of old games, old IP, you know, different types of metas and making and spinning them out as other games, game modes within Fortnite. They're, they're doing that with Disney now, too. They yeah. did it with Lego. Now they're doing it, a big one with Disney. So, yeah. Yeah. so it, it would be neat if 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 Epic would do something with these guys, let them do some type of meta micro game within Fortnite, but then let it connect right to some type of toys, figures or whatever. And then th- that would be that would be good for Epic, right? It would kind of broaden and, and scale horizontally outwards, right? Their their business lanes and business ventures they're into, and it would be good for Toys for Bob, right? To let them kind of experiment working within the the Fortnite engine, um, and leaning on that IP uh, with that financial backing to to get let them get a leg up and get started out on their you know on their solo venture. But you know, I I don't know. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Um, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth came out today. Um, I, I I have put six hours into it already. The, the footage I have on screen right now is is just um, the the demo. Um, I haven't been recording anything because I've just really been just trying to enjoy the game. I'm not playing it as a way to like like if I was recording what I've been currently like doing in the game. It, people would be like, man, this man just riding chocobos, fighting random battles, uh, <laughs> leveling up weapons. I'm not like the story parts of the stuff. I'm I'm pretty much still in the first chapter. And I, I understand completely where people were saying when it was like, if you want to platinum this game, it's going to take you to like probably 150 minimum uh hours to like 200 hours to get that done i completely get it down considering how how big the map is and just the the first chapter area and everything they're showing you and so that whole area very much is introducing you to the new things that you can do and the new ways that you can and uh do side mission side content in the game the combat so much i think expanded on it so much more with the synergy system compared to the first game with implementing some features of the the combat like um um um, the the shortcuts uh kind of they they work very similar to how crisis core um um, worked and the game the game's just really good like there's so many things that they brought over that improved from the first game such as you have materia for like deadly dodge which is essentially you do a dodge roll and then if you hit attack as soon as you do you finish your dodge roll it would do a special ability this is something that now every character has that it's just you don't need a materia for it and so them kind of taking some materia that weren't uh that improved the combat a great deal but weren't really all that necessary and kind of just pushing them into the um the regular combat of the game is great i I've, i'm enjoying that i will say this my my 
concerns that I said previously on, on, on the podcast about the visuals are still valid. This is, and I, and I, I understand why it is the way it is. You got these big open world areas that were not present in the first game. This game is still running on Unreal Engine 4. You got these huge areas that are present and Unreal Engine 4 is not the best for open world environments. And so all all that has created the issue where there's this blurriness cuz they cuz if you look at the the environments they're far more detailed than they were in the first game. Um, the character models, whenever there's a conversation, they kind of go into like a cutscene kind of look, and the character models are actually more detailed than they were in the first game too. But the open world, especially playing in performance mode, it's almost a catch twenty two at this point because it's like in performance mode. In performance mode, it's it, it sticks to sixty frames per second for the most part, but at the, there's this blurriness on everything and it's like it's basically 1080p resolution and they and they're trying to use an upscaler up to 1440p but the upscaler is not working very well i kind of feel like they probably should take a little for performance will take a little detail out of the environment and have that like maybe that can like help the perform like the, the visual look better um and with, with better resolution just it's just it looks super blurry um i tried to play it in 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 resolution mode that's 30 frames per second the, i couldn't do it now visually yeah it's better it's better visually it's not as blurry but that 30 frames per second it's just this judder anytime i move the camera with the right thumbstick and i'm like I it was making my it was making my giving me a headache. I just like I just went back to performance mode because like just like I'll I'll just take the the higher frames with the the blurriness and it just maybe I'm 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 a PC guy that doesn't like that you know this is the way it is, <laughs> but it's um it's it's it's. It's what we have to deal with when the game's exclusive to to PlayStation Five. Uh, I will be definitely getting this on PC when it comes out on PC eventually, and where I, I won't have to deal with any of that stuff. But I, I'm hoping for the third part, for the final part of the the series, that they just upgrade this to Unreal Engine Five. I know they the develop the directors have said things like Unreal Engine Five is incomplete. Unreal Engine Five is 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 doesn't have what they need in order to make the game but think about this the, the third game when it comes out in this ff7r series when it comes out it's probably going to be the beginning of next generation it's going to be a ps6 game you're going to have a ps6 game running on unreal engine 4 an engine from the ps4 era like no you just can't you can't do that at this point it has to it has to be <laughs> it has to be upgraded um that said they uh they've made improvements with the synergy system i mentioned that before down like synergy is is it's not just when they introduced it in the intermission dlc from remake where it was yuffie and and um what's the guy's name uh nonan i can't remember his name 
uh, he's dead. It doesn't matter. Anyway, um, he <laughs> doesn't matter. He don't matter. He don't matter. But like, but they, they introduced that synergy system there. Now you 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 with the way it works, it's not just immediately like in the demo where you have all that stuff unlocked and and, and you know you could have Cloud synergy doing synergy with Red Thirteen with Barrett with all of them. You have to unlock this, and there's like a skill tree for it. And you build up skill points through combat to unlock that. And then you can get kind of like special abilities where like you can actually do a fire attack or a wind attack uh, that doesn't really cost you anything. Um, and, and other that gives you like damage multipliers and certain things. So like we, we used to get all that stuff through our weapons and remake where you would have the skill tree for your weapon in the remake. Now they have applied that with the synergy system. So it's a little bit more robust there. In addition to giving you specific abilities for your, for your weapons, where you can, you can apply a particular modifier to your weapon. For example, with cloud, you can have it where his, uh, his, uh, Punisher mode does 5% more damage, that kind of thing. And then they still have where each weapon has a special ability. You got to keep doing that special ability so that it is a learned ability for the player, for the character. And then you can now switch to a different weapon and they can still do that ability without that weapon. So all of that is a lot of the stuff they're teaching you in the first chapter. And story-wise, it's great. Like the very first beginning... Oh my forte! You're gonna be like, oh my god! Like when the, when the game first starts, I already know I am. Well, you're I'm... gonna be like, say what? Like, <laughs> like, like, I was just like, wait a minute, what is happening? I don't understand what's happening here. There, there's just so much going. I'm not gonna ruin it, but like the 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 game starts out with a oh ish moment. And so uh, that's all I got to say about that. It's uh, the next time I'm probably going to finish up with this open world map. I'm literally unlocking everything. Um, they got kind of like towers, which is kind of like Ubisoft-ish, where you yeah. kind of go to a tower and then it kind of reveals things in the area. And then there's also there's oh, so it's Chadley. I recommend everyone do this. Chadley's back. He was the, the little blonde kid that um that you would do like you would you would do his little VR things and battles and get materia for summons from and then you would also like get materia from him they kind of expanded upon that where you're using those little towers to help him gather the intel on enemies so you don't have to do the assess with him all the time and for example so he has a, a summon materia for titan and i try to fight titan uh, at the current level I was at and I got bodied like it was just no chance like I'm hitting the guy I'm getting like three like HP off of him per hit he's slapping me for like three four hundred HP like it's just like this I'm not winning this but you can actually go throughout the map and unlock things when it comes to summons that weaken him so that when you you when you unlock them all you can fight him at a, a state that's a bit maybe more manageable for where you're at at that time so what else am i missing i feel like 
I'm trying to say everything I can that doesn't have a spoiler, but also kind of explains where they improve the game. Um, but no, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's a uh, it's it's a great time, and um, I think it's going to be definitely a game of the year nominee. I think that's a, a foregone conclusion with its reviews, with how well it, it how well and how good it is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, anything else you guys want to add? Because I feel like I've said a whole bunch. Nope. Because I can't wait to play it when this show is over. So um, yeah, I want to see that beginning part. I heard the same thing from a couple other people. It's like, man, when you first turn it on, you're gonna be like, "What happened? What I miss? Is something going on that I didn't know about? Is this the beginning of the game?" But um, yeah, I, I'm definitely looking forward to that. But. Um, I will say this. I, w- I do want to ask you this. Being a person that mm-hmm. literally just finished, you just finished the PC version of Remake, mm-hmm. how starch of a difference is it going back to playing on the PS5? Like I said, man, my eyes. My, my eyes, <laughs> my eyes are, they're, 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 they're struggling. It's the blur. It's just the blurriness of things. Like, like you, you know, the iconic moment. Because, like, I, I, I even yeah, though if air and everything, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So, so for example, so like, if you did the demo, you did the Nebelheim flashback sequence. You also get the the Junon part. Um, yeah. If you do both parts of the demo, you can skip those parts if you want to. I chose not to skip them because I wanted to see how much of an improvement they made on those sections that I played like 500 times in the, in the, in the demo. And you know, it's, it's like, a, like there's iconic moments. Like for example, when they take the picture, when the guy Nebelheim takes a picture of Sephiroth and Tifa, teenage Tifa and cloud all together in the, in the picture. And <sighs> Uh, 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 Ramon wants to say uh, uh, the word is Stark Forte, not Starch. Shout out to Ramon. Um, thank, um, you, thank you, voice actor extraordinaire, for correcting me <laughs> in my, my speech impediment. Thank you. But the, that, that's an iconic moment right. in this in the in the Final Fantasy VII lore, and I'm looking at it, and it's blurry. It's a blurry. Like the guy takes a picture and they just stand in there and it's just like it's so blurry. And it's just so that that part it really kinda like irks me because I'm just like I'm coming from the game looking amazing on on PC, you know, and I I I'm playing with mods, I got characters looking well all kinds of crazy outfits, and then you know consoles, they they have the limitations, man. They, they have the limitations, but it's uh, it is what it is. Hmm. Interesting. No, man, I can't wait to jump in there and play it. I was looking at your gameplay and I was like, man, this does look blurry. Where is this a film grain that's stuck over the top of this video? <laughs> um, I think there is film grain in that you can't, I can't turn remember. off. Yeah, it might be. It might be. I, I, I feel like, I feel like. I can't remember. I have to double check because I I went through the settings and I think I turned off. I don't think you have much of an option with a lot of this stuff, but um, I can't remember if there was film grain or not. I, I I've been I, it's been a long day, but yeah, there's um that the blurriness is unfortunate, but it's is why. But 
the, the good thing is that Digital Foundry said that a lot of the issues with like uh, textures and blurriness and, and low resolution all happen in, in chapter one. So hmm. when you get out of chapter one, there's less of that there. And maybe it's to do with the fact, like, I, I, I don't think in this footage I actually show, this is the demo, so this is not even the full map. But when you get into the game, you look at the full map of chapter one, it's literally the size of like a Fortnite map. Mm. And it's, it's, it's humongous. And so I can understand the limitations they were having because when you play Fortnite, Fortnite uses very a very simplistic art style the tech like there's not a lot of pixels being used per character or the like the the, the the grass that you're looking at like it works for the art design and how the game is is set up but it's done it's done like that on purpose so that they they, they can make sure they can maintain certain frame rates they can you know showcase their engine in the in its best light the problem with them using this engine which has the same limitations that fortnite has is that you look at these character models they're far more detailed right. you know that they're, they're you're looking at the world and the environment it's way more detailed than they had in the first game that's a lot of there's not enough memory available to really kind of do these things and 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 it's not unlimited memory for you to just take the same map size that someone would get with Fortnite and then do all of that and it'll look with a, 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 a visual fidelity that Fortnite has never touched. It's just, it's not going to happen. And so I, I can understand why chapter one has the majority of those issues, but then you start going into other areas where it's not as the, the, the actual level that was designed for that area isn't as big and therefore they can actually they, they got a little bit more to work with at that point so mm, makes sense yeah. but yeah mm. i i i'm gonna be playing the hell out of this for a while this is uh i'm 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 taking my time of course but i i, I anticipate i might have this finished by by next week we'll see we'll see what happens all right so shout out to the poll um we had 13 people participate are you playing final fantasy rebirth yes day one is 23 percent. no not into final fantasy 31 percent. yes when it goes on sale 15 percent. and no i have nothing witty to say 31 percent. so those people just don't give a care at all <laughs> what is a wh witty what is I that put, what, what is I that just, word for today I just put that. I could. I was having a brain fart at one point. Witty is W I T T Y, and I put W I T H Y. <laughs> withy, withy, withy. <laughs> I have nothing withy to say. I look, I look. I looked at it. I was like, oh yeah, is that X? That H and that T should be another T. But whatever. Shut up, Sobo. At least, at least, at least, at least, at least I know my my fault. But um. All right, slow mo transition. Shut up, Ramon. Face slap yourself. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, I'm going to turn this over to Logic. Logic. So uh, you had a lot of good things to say on um, on Brap yesterday about this, and um, I definitely want to hear 
some of your expertise again uh, on this because you kind of made me even kind of rethink some of the stuff um, when it comes to everything that we were talking about over there. But SIE and PlayStation or SIE PlayStation, same company pretty much, um, they laid off 900 um, employees over the course of uh, this week. Um, a lot of studios were impacted, pretty much even the studios that have been performing when it comes to Gorilla, um, Naughty Dog, and um, Asamiak Games. They, they're they shuttering and closing London Game Studio. Uh, so that studio is about to be uh, no more, but they are going to have some type of um, program in place to kind of transition people over. Uh, so that's always a good thing to see. But the narrative around all of this right now, especially from just this side of the community, gaming, people not really understanding everything that's going on. Uh, what is the first thing you think of when you just see PlayStation and SIE come out and talk about these layoffs and the type of impact that is having not only in just this community, but just in gaming in general? Uh, I guess I guess I'll start with PlayStation. Um PlayStation has a history of 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 expanding, right? And then the business changing and then it tightening its belt to do this. Um we saw this during the PlayStation 3 generation. We saw this in the transition from console generations 7 to 8. Um you know, we they are they are an organization that in in my mind kind of see there's 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 not really another good company to compare them to as far as the layoffs are concerned but just in terms of just in terms of finding a way back to being lean um they're a lot like apple right in that perspective meaning Apple cancels stuff. Apple cancels lots of stuff. Apple cancels far more than we will ever know and ever see and ever be exposed to. Um, the same is true as Sony. Games get canceled that we are that we never see and are never aware of. Um, they have they they have a governance system in place where there are periodic reviews of projects as they incrementally proceed, um, and 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 things that are not going well, right, get canceled. And so this is happening at, at a, I mean, like I said, like I keep saying, all of these instances are unfortunate. Um, this is an instance where Sony would have, Sony, Sony would, I think Sony would have done this regardless of what's going on with the rest of the industry. Um, it's a, it's a matter of where their organization is um, and, and the things they have to do given, given where the business is. Um, it's not it's not unusual it's cyclical um they will they will cut they will grow again if business takes an upturn uh, and they will get to a point once again right where they need to readjust and, and realign to where they think their strategy is going hmm forte did we lose forte no i thought he just said was that you who said mm? or i thought that was yeah that, that was me that was me um wait okay so look I, i'll just we'll, we'll, we'll i don't know what forte is doing we'll, we'll we'll keep it going um i think uh no my mic had my mic had got unplugged so yeah i'm here <laughs> how do you I okay. was like, well i moved my uh boom arm with well, my mic arm 
and I didn't realize that my XLR wasn't plugged all the way in. So when I booted, it came up plugged all the way. And I'm like talking like, what's going on? And then I noticed that my levels on my mixer wasn't even moving. And I was like, what? So there's that. But go ahead, Slomo. You were already talking. Uh, no. Um, everything that's, that's happening with them, I feel like I, I've seen a lot of talk. And I, can't, I, and I see a lot of people who they understand why they're doing what they're doing but then i also kind of see them kind of and i'm not saying this this is what, what logic is doing but they're they're speaking as if like it's the the studio closures the the layoffs it's okay because what's going to happen is they're going to refocus towards games that sell the most but like the, the people i see saying this are the same people that hate the games that sell the most so i'm just like why are you okay with this and it's not and i'm not saying that like like i like i understand the business side of things and this the entire industry is kind of going through these things and we're going to see more of it uh after this week for the rest of the year and hopefully it it it, it is over you know once this year is up but i get the business side of things but as a consumer like gamers this we're consumers here we're not financial analysts we're not you know but maybe some of us are in our in our our you know pro you know uh, professional you know lives but we're gamers here and 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 i don't want to see a world where every public big publisher the only triple a games that look they already don't do innovation as is when it comes to triple a games they just go for the sure bet they go for things that are tried and true and they don't like to to take chances already i don't want to see these publishers stopping to not even finance small projects that are are innovative and take a chance i mean we already only really get innovative ideas or new ideas that, that could potentially work only really kind of come from the indie side of things already. But I don't want to lose the chance that we ever get another, even though I know we're never getting another gravity rush, but I don't want to lose those kind of uh, kind of games. And I also don't want to lose from Sony them making the kind of single player games that they made that were iconic for them. You know, like they, they did things in a, in a way that, you only really kind of see from say like Rockstar as a, you know a, to kind of find another example of a studio that would do those like go that deep into cinematics or uh, making sure that when a character opens a door there's like 20 different animations for opening that door instead of just one you know that there's a level of detail there that you just wouldn't get for the majority of the industry and I don't want to lose that for them making just hell divers 2 which i'm showing right here which is fun, a fun game right but and what arrowhead did is is amazing this game is, is a success already even though it's only been out for a little while it's it, the, the, the month the, the concurrent numbers they had are well beyond anything they imagined clearly the game has sold on, on steam 
at, at, a, at a great level is selling good on PlayStation. This is what what they wanted and then some. What I don't want to see is that like now they kind of do what EA used to do, where EA would have success with a particular IP or a particular brand and just say, well, this is the way for everybody, for every game. So Bioware, for so uh, uh, Visceral, um, even though your games are very different than this one successful IP, we want you to start implementing stuff in your game that this game is doing because we feel like every game needs to have this. And it's just, that does not work. And, and it, what ends up happening is that there's just more studio closures, that, that games that were of high quality that we used to enjoy, we don't get those games anymore. And I don't want to see that for Sony. So off my soapbox, that's 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 my thoughts on it. Forte? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, man. I think as gamers, you got to understand, you got to kind of separate the two things. It's like you can understand the business side of it. Doesn't mean you have to like the business side of it. You know, we understand that. We all know that the gaming industry ballooned in 20, 2020, 2021, because there was a lot of demand out there. We, we knew that was a thing. We also know that gaming is still in such a, is still in a way better place now than it was then. Of course, a lot of these studios still have more and bigger headcounts now than they did have back in 2020, 2021. So they still grew their teams, but you got to kind of still look at the situation to be like, well, these people could have been used for something else, you know, anything, you know, it's a lot of different things that could kind of happen on the back end. Um, but that's just the gamer side. Cause it, a gamer should never be, should never be happy with stuff like this. You shouldn't be happy about stuff that like at all, you know, cause people are people and you know, that's the thing that should, should carry the most. But, when I look at layoffs like this, when I look at decisions that are done like this, I see the stifling of innovation. You know, like you said, slow-mo, you know, games like Guacamelee that we got that was a side-scroller, 2D side-scroller that Sony took a bet on. And um, did it do as great as something like Last of Us? No. Did it even do as good as something like Killzone Shadowfall? No, but it was something that differentiate your platform from other ones you know remember when playstation 4 was considered the indie box and all of these different games that um all these different games that came to the platform that you couldn't get anywhere else and that that made people want to buy a playstation because there was a lot of different ways to play games over there you know think of i mean think about um hello games and stuff with um with um no man's sky no man's sky like they, that was a bet that Sony made that that game was going to turn out. Now, granted, it didn't turn out the way they wanted it to at first, but look mm -hmm. at it now. Look at what kind of yeah. game it is now because we had some. It it was it was able to stick around long enough to get it to the point where that game is a phenomenon at this point. People look forward to the updates in that game when they finally do it. But you know, in twenty twenty one, I mean in twenty twenty four. Could a studio like that survive 
a situation like they went back at, that nah. happened during the PS4? It wouldn't happen. Yeah, no. Nah, if, if Hello Games were launched, No Man's Sky, the, in in the way it was launched back then to, in 2024, that studio though doesn't survive the year. Doesn't survive. So that's yeah. the thing. That, that's I'm not gonna say irritates, but that's the thing that concerns me the most about all of these different um these different closures and uh, just downsizing kind of happens. I mean, it doesn't change the fact that I understand it. I know why. I know why it's happening. I just feel like at some point we're pushing people away from the gaming industry because people, some of these people join these studios because of like, I know people that joined 343 because they wanted to work on Halo. I know people that join Santa Monica, like perfect example, Alana Pierce. She talked about it in her videos all the time before she went over to become a writer with Santa Monica. She joined Santa Monica because she wanted to write for God of War. So what happens with people like that? You know, when Bungie did their downsizing, when they did that, you had people that moved across the country because they wanted to work on Destiny. They wanted to work for one of the better developers in the country and be a part of that, you know, be a part of that, um, that uh, success that they were having. And then to kind of find out within a year and a half to two years, you're gone. What kind of, what, what does that, what does that say to a person that wants to jump into this, you know, this, this type of meat grinder where you don't know if the studio you signed up for, you're even going to be there. The studio might be there, but you might not be. Now we're all going to say that happens at any job at this point. If you're not doing your job well, it's a good chance you're not going to be there. But most of the time, a lot of this stuff is happening because of bad decisions at the top. I was about to say it. Yeah, that's what it is. It, it's, bad decision, it, and the people who made those bad decisions ain't nothing happening to them. They good. Listen, the man that made the bad decision literally went to all the studios. I'm not going to say it was a bad decision. It wasn't a horrible decision. I just felt like PlayStation went a little too hard in the live service arena by saying they're going to come out with 12 live service games within the next two years, which would have been 2025. Because I was like, dude, you don't even know how to make one. So how are you going to make 12 of them? So the fact that they were, the fact that they are, you know, moving back on that by saying they're scaling back to six we should have already knew. Well, a lot of us knew already that, okay, well, you're scaling back your live service. So what's going to happen with all the people that were working on those live services. So it just ultimately came down to when was this going to happen? You know, all of these studios, all your first party studios, they were making some, some type of live service game when it comes to like, you know, you had the gorilla was working on the, um, online for, um, for Horizon, you had Gorilla. They were working on a uh, on. They were working on a what was it? A sci-fi, not a sci-fi game, a fantasy RPG something game. I can't remember exactly what they were working on. Something like that. They did Last of Us. We already know what they were working on. So in the moment that they said that that game was put on ice, we already knew some people at that development house was going to probably get let go because they just aren't going to be needed no more. So those decisions kind of cost people their jobs and that's very unfortunate. And, and I know it's not as black and white as that. And you know, the one thing I respect about logic, he'll be the first one to tell me he was like, yeah, I agree with you, but you know, there's a little bit more to it. 
but this is what i talk about separate your gaming from your 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 analyst hat and understand that you know these are still people and we have to start thinking of those as people because guess what these corporations they're just a number on a spreadsheet a line item on a PL. and the number one thing they need to do and if you go back to what hiroki jatoki talked about we need to find a way to get leaner more streamlined we need to find a way to make more money by cutting our costs and everybody knows the number way to way to cut your costs is employee yeah, retention yep because that's a that's huge, the number way to do it that's a huge expense um the the, 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 the especially the when, when how long it takes for a triple a game uh triple a development to happen look at five to six years uh, the number one expense people are going to have is, is is the people who are making the games, uh, their, their salaries, mm -hmm. their their benefits, you know, family, the, the families they have, they, they're supporting their medical benefits, like all that stuff adds up over time. It costs a lot of money, and yeah, though, that's going when they when they say we need to cut some some fat, that's what they're talking about. Um, when it comes to decisions made where where you know i, I think uh uh, uh Taroki made a good point about how like he was talking about bungie specifically but i think it applies to a lot of developers like, mm -hmm. these are very creative people they make they have great ideas i really like talking to them but uh, to unfortunately um they don't understand the business very well they don't understand the, the the financial side of things very well and how things cost and how we have shareholders that are expecting year over year growth and we're not getting that when you're you know not hitting deadlines or we you, we're now you're not adding more things that say it's a great idea but maybe that great idea might need to actually be implemented for for uh, uh, a sequel or dlc but not right now we need to get this mm -hmm. game out we need to get it get it you know running and we need to it, it to be successful before we can start thinking about applying more things uh to it and i think overall all i really want is balance like i like i understand i understand the the business side of things and i understand that you know you're gonna have to to cut some projects that may have looked great in order to make sure that the business is still successful. But I, we just, I, I agree with you that 12 live service games was too much. And I think that they see now that that wasn't, that's what wasn't really needed to happen. Some of them, they, they've canceled other games that we probably don't know of yet, quite yet. What has been canceled outside of, um, crap what game was it I, I don't know they shut down london studio but there was something else that got canceled and i can't remember what it, what it was but it's is the 12 live service games was a bit much do like three or four see how it goes you it's a, whether they fail or not it's a learning experience for the next three or four so that you know what what to avoid what to take care of what to do uh, and how to develop it like they learned with hell divers too i think a learning experience for arrowhead as well as sony is being prepared for success because the game blew up and for a, a, a significant period of time people weren't able to get into the game 
And it wasn't due to service space. It was due to how the game was programmed and they needed to get more bodies available to get the, the, the work done to modify the way the game was programmed in order to allow more people in. Lesson learned. You know, be prepared for success so that like when you drop your next live service game, not saying it's going to be guaranteed to be as 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 good in as terms of success as Helldivers 2. But what if it is? You need to be prepared for that. And 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 you and you don't want to end up and we've mentioned this game before, like a split gate that had some success and were completely unprepared to deal with it. And by the time they got their server issues together, people have moved on. There's something else to play now. And you, you don't want that to be the case with you. And so I, 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 I want there to still be good ideas that are different, that people can get into and enjoy. But it, I better not see it, it all be the same thing. And I better not see them really kind of like really lose their identity on, on what they used to make that was really good. By the way, Forza, mm-hmm. I'm hearing a lot of background noise from you. I don't know what's... Oh, you are? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. I, I, I don't know what was what was happening. It may have been something with the mic, but... Cool. Um, Logic, anything else you want to say? No. No, I don't really have anything to add. I mean, to, to that specific topic of the dynamic of the layoffs. Okay. Okay. So with that said, then I will. Oh, I will. I, I have a question. Um, okay, so, London Studio got shut down. London Studio's last game, I think, was Blood and Truth, which is a VR game. Sure uh, yes. And yeah. PS VR two has not done very well um, over the past year, and they're now launching that on PC. But I'm kind of wondering if it's launched on PC is to kind of take advantage of the PC community. That's, that's a much bigger community for VR, but not necessarily them uh, investing any further into P, uh, VR for first party or second party content. Nope. It's a slap and burn. <laughs> it, it is them, it is is them exiting and getting out of that business. Cause it's doing nothing for them. Hmm. Unfortunately, considering the hardware is is it's pretty good. It's a pretty good yeah. VR headset. Yeah. And the, yeah, they, they they need to offload the headset. Uh, and thank you, the, JC. The, uh, the twisted the twisted metal game was canceled, and so so that a part of Fire Sprite that was uh, um, actually uh, working on that got laid off as well and so the twist of mellow game is is done so th- th- thanks thanks J- jc i didn't couldn't remember uh which game it was uh, my bad go ahead go ahead logic no and that's, that's really the problem right i mean like I, look i mean at the risk of 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 me needing liability coverage in the future i would say do not go out and buy a psvr2 headset right now or kit you know I mean, if you're if you're yeah. really interested in getting into VR, you really need to think about doing that via PC, um, or I guess MetaQuest as a standalone. But at the end of the day, I think if you really want to experience VR at its highest fidelity, you really need to run it connected to a PC. Um, but yeah, I, I strongly suspect. I mean, the the telltale signals are there. I I just don't see them, you know, putting a lot of investment behind 
you know, continuing to support and round out the PSVR 2 experience on the PS5? Um, they, I feel like they should have launched PSVR 2 on PC. And I felt like that was a lot of people said that was a big mistake, and mostly PC people, because they, 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 these are people who were going to be interested in getting it. I'm not, I tried VR before and it's not for me, but I know people who freaking love VR and definitely would have bought it on PC. And I feel like they kind of missed the opportunity there. Quest 3 wasn't out yet when v- PSVR 2 came out. So they could have had the jump having better uh better technology in their head in their VR headset than Quest 3 still has. And they really could have taken advantage of the PC market that where where the Quest 2 is a decent uh VR experience but completely like inferior to what the PSVR 2 had to offer. I think they probably if they would have did that they still would have been really interested in the VR space but I think with the way things are now and and there's someone in the, and uh for smoking in the chat said that uh uh mentioned the the launcher they they're definitely working on a launcher we've seen job announcements where they've been looking for people to uh hire people for specifically for that particular project maybe it comes out this year maybe it comes out next year but a playstation launcher where you can buy those games and launch them natively on pc instead of having to do it through steam or whatever other launcher epic games or whatever that's coming and i think that would make a lot of sense considering psvr2 is supposed to be coming to pc later this year potentially what if they did that alongside the launcher so they could you know take recoup 100 percent of the revenue off any game sales um for for their games off of their or at least 30 percent off of the game sales uh, for the more popular titles that you see in the ps uh, the vr space like beat saber and demio and stuff like that um and then with the, the launcher itself i think it would be uh, considering how sony works it would be a great idea for them to of course you're gonna like they probably would still keep it on steam get their games on steam for for the time being but then on if you want to get those games through playstation they might have like bonuses to getting it there or whatever mm-hmm. you know uh but i i think overall they they really missed the boat with psvr and just trying to lock it to just playstation and even if it was supposed to go to pc later on for that hardware, that was not the, the best the best decision. Well, they, they tried to curate curate the uh, experience on PS4 or PS5. So I, I get it. You want you know control the the flow of content that comes to it, but it was never going to be a situation where they were going to support it in a meaningful way that was going to make people stick with it like the the once you got past the initial launch games you know people think that it's super easy just to you know develop a vr game there's still development uptime that needs to be taking place when it comes to that so um the fact that that's the one thing we said when they first announced it and they they didn't have pc like they said oh it's usb c one cable to your console it's like, man, that would have been great if you could just plug it into your PC. It would have been awesome. You can 
you know, it's just a dedicated head, head um, headset for your PC too. And people, I remember, you know, all the way back then, people were saying like, no, PlayStation, you know, it's all about the ecosystem. They want to drive people into that ecosystem. And I'm like, well, that ecosystem didn't do too well the last time. Like, yeah, once you got past the initial offerings, then it kind of died on the vine. And I always said that PlayStation was a really good hardware company, but when it comes to their software, with the exception of their their major first party studios, because they let them take time and they just got really good developers that make that 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 content. It's like PlayStation can make really good hardware, but when it comes to like keeping up with the software demand, that's the one thing they always kind of you know lacking, and they're gonna and they're gonna say it's because of the quality, how long it takes, and with VR. It's not so much about the overall quality of it's just the experience and the fun nature of what VR is. And most people aren't going to experience that. So are you going to make a triple A banger like Call of the Wild or Call of the Mountain? More I don't than- know if that was a triple A banger. But I mean, well, like, I would say AAA banger well, is like Half Life Alex. That's the AAA well, and, banger. Well, and, well, well, true. It's only been one trip, one Half Life Alex. But in their true. eyes, that game was the that in their eyes that game was the killer app. Are you gonna make? Are they gonna make more than one of those a year? Are they gonna be able to make more than one of those a year? Because the same studio, the studios that are making those games are the same studios that are making the traditional games. So. That's kind of where they didn't have the I felt like they didn't have the studio count like to be able to support it the way they wanted to because they were you know you had VR, you had live service that you were working on and you have your standard AAA development that you're working on. Which one of those are going to be the ones that's going to give first? You know, you're going to you definitely want to try to go at the live service cuz live service is like whatever is all the rage right now and VR it's like, well, we made this headset. Let's see if we get some use of it somewhere else. So it's it's kind of just been like that. But I will say this. They do talk about VR a lot. It's just that people aren't buying it or people aren't buying games for it. And that's just kind of the part for the course at this point. And in my opinion, that's 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 VR, right? Like whether it's on PlayStation or on or, or or on PC, it's it's really not any difference. Like there's, there is other other than the Meta Quest, there is no breakout like big sale number VR kit. Um, mm-hmm. in, index 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 moves good revenue, but that is because it is it is a thousand dollars. It's catered and sold to a very boutique customer base, right? That that is willing to spend money on hardware. And you get outside of that ecosystem and that thing would go nowhere yeah you know yeah yep now, now in regards to place in regards to playstation that the rest of their their releases for the rest of the year i mean they got their their third-party marketing deals they got their time exclusives look rise of the ronin is coming um crap there's a I feel like there's another game in the first half of the year I'm missing, but that that is like a marketed deal, but I can't remember. But like as far as first party goes, they have Stella Blade. I think thank you, Stella Blade. Stella Blade's coming, um, yeah. which is from Shift Up, a second party developer for them. 
but they also for first party they have fair games which is the haven game and they have they have uh uh concord from is that fire sprite who's doing concord i can't remember which is of these isn't that the swamp is that the former destiny 2 halo guys i can't remember but i thought that was deviation i think deviations game yeah. got canceled so i can't yeah, remember which developer canceled. is doing doing concord but these are also these are live service games that will be launching on pc day and day as they do with playstation and i mean of course they would love to see it, those both of those games have the same level of success that hell divers 2 has had uh that's concord is firewalk it's firewalk yeah firewalk thank you thank you too many studios with fire in their name Aaron. come on be, be original the original name fire fire studio like, like come on man it thinks fire <laughs> um anyway I, I i'm looking thinking about this right like so we, we saw the comments and we saw a lot of the the, the narratives that people are like day and day day and day immediately and look look i i, I love to pick poke fun at some of you guys sometimes so i love to jump on that yeah day and day baby pc pcmr just to mess with y'all but the the reality of it is that and and i definitely want to ask this to logic see what he thinks i i I don't think it's day and if day and date comes it's not coming anytime soon but more uh, along the lines what what i think it really is is that what, what they're talking about is being more aggressive on the other platforms and when they say other platforms they mean cloud and they mean pc they don't mean an xbox there is no reason for PlayStation to put their games on an Xbox. It is not the same impact as Xbox putting their games on PlayStation. Like you need to understand the differences in scale here. The PlayStation ecosystem is three times as large as the Xbox ecosystem. Even though I think it is killing their brand to do so. They look at Xbox, looks at this and say, we put these games over here and this is potentially a a much, much bigger uh, uh, market where we can get these games sold to. That's not the same potential as PlayStation putting their games on an Xbox. Right. Why? Why when my man says I need to tighten my belt, am I going to invest the level of effort to concurrently parallel develop a game to deploy to a consumer base, to a customer base of 27 million people? Yeah. That's just why, why make that impact on your brand for such a small payoff? Even if it blows up on Xbox, its sales are not going to be what you're looking for. It's not going to PC, which is a completely different segment of the market with people who will choose never choose to buy a console, but might want to play your game. Sure. But that's different than like like PC. There's 200 million PC users who play video games. There's not 200 million Xbox users, so that it's a whole different dynamic. But uh, logic, what, what do you think about like that that whole discussion? And do you think it's more of like they're just going to be more aggressive with? They already said whole slate, so it's not like they're putting more games on PC. Like you can't put more than whole slate. You're going, you know, like 
put new ga- only games that are, are only coming out on PC over there. It doesn't make sense. But it, it has to be something to do, in my opinion, like with the, the cadence of release and how quickly they come out. What, what do you think? Yeah, so I think, in, you know, we've got, um, you know, part of the problem is we, we have various people you know, quoting what uh, what Totoki said, and it, it, it all comes out differently. Um, uh, I, I quoted, you know, what was said last night, and I'm probably going to not be able to find it again. But um, but uh, oh, maybe I did. Oh, here it is. Okay, so so this is the quote, right? The quote was, another driver will be first-party titles. Sentence one. Sentence two. Strong titles that achieve growth on PS5, PCs, and other platforms will widen our margins. Sentence three. We believe that we have opportunities for margin improvement and intend to pursue them aggressively. So it's three or four different sentences that a lot of people are merging. They're swapping, right? They're swapping the order that the sentences were set in, and they're arriving at, we're going to make an aggressive push to PC. <laughs> that's a, that's, I'm, I'm looking at the quote. That's not what the man said. So, but I, I completely agree with you, right? The main point of that, the main point of that is that in a software development environment, environment in it, with an engineering staff, the term I'm going to make, uh, I'm, I'm going to make an aggressive push towards anything can mean a bajillion different things. When you talk about software development, it does not mean, it does not mean by default that I am going to port games to another platform where those games run on a different abstraction layer, Right. And, and close the distance between when they deploy on my own platform and when they deploy over there. That's a that's a big leap in conversation. Um, I, I absolutely agree with you. Could mean it could mean things like, and what I expect it means. It mean it could mean I'm going to bring on another port studio like Nix's mm. so that I can parallel up, like just like you said, the the uh, the projects that are that are in run to bring a game over to PC so I can bring two games at a time over to PC instead of just one so that I'm still porting the same number of titles, but I'm doubling them up. It could also mean, and I strongly suspect this, I think we've talked about this before, the back catalog, which has not really been addressed. Yeah. Right. But you have, you have tons of games that have never been ported to PC Right, that could easily be. And let's talk about it. This is the brand that loves remasters, <laughs> right? That could, that could easily be remastered and sent over to PC. And we, yeah, we're seeing we it have, until dawn. Until dawn's coming really soon, and that that's yeah. a game that came out in 2015 on the PS4, and it's being remastered for PS5, but also launching on PC. And that's that's uh, by Ballistic Moon, who are former. Uh, super massive developers who actually worked on the original game, which you know that might end up being because it's a v- brand new studio that might become in like their what they wanted to do with Super Massive. They might end up doing with Ballistic Moon. We don't know, right? And maybe they'll end up doing the Until Dawn sequel. But yeah, like, and that's I think that's the what we're saying logic. That's the eventual goal. Bring those older games over as well, and if they find a a home on PC where they it takes on a new life that might actually re- reinvigorate the ip to say hey look we can we can do a sequel and there's data here that shows that this sequel would do really well on pc even if it doesn't do you know doesn't sell game busters on playstation right so so ach- achieving greater growth right via pc 
and, and being aggressive with the PC also may have nothing to do with the level of effort of engineering staff. It could simply be pricing, for instance. Mm -hmm. It could be putting those games on PC and not charging $70 for them. It could be just as you mentioned, opening up their own storefront, right? So that they're not giving up that 30% margin to Valve. So it can be lots of different things. It can be business model things. It could be sell through things. It could be a partnership with GameStop, right? It, or, you know, now I'm not, GameStop's not the best business to partner with, but I'm just saying, as a first right. example, There's no shade to you, sir. You don't run all of GameStop. You just run, you know, a, a couple. I run my, I run my, my corner. <laughs> But, but, but my point is, is you're exactly right. So everybody, you know, so many people leapt to this presumption that it meant day and date on PC, and there's and there's nowhere in the realm that that was said. You go back to the other interview that Yoshida did. I think this was at the tail end of of last year, um, where he talked about again PlayStation, that brand, that ecosystem, the console, the hardware being their core. So so. Then let me talk just a little bit through math, right? A lot of people say that there, there, there are more players on PC than there are on console. So first of all, on console, you're roughly talking about 300 million or so players, right? When you combine the install bases of PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo. On PC, there's 132 million people, roughly, on Steam. You add, maybe you add a few over to Epic, you know, for Epic, but, but let's also talk about the dynamic of the customer base on Epic. You have a lot of those players that are over there just playing Fortnite. You have a lot of those players who just go to the Epic store to grab the free game and then close the launcher and don't open it up again until they see another free game come by that they're interested in. Uh, that's very true. Oh, yeah. that, that's, that's, that's me. <laughs> right? That's me. You you have you have you have people on Battle.net who are just I'm there right now what it is. <laughs> you have people on Battle.net. So yes, maybe there are a few other players on Battle.net, but Sony's not going to sell their games through the Battle.net launcher. You have launchers in foreign countries that you know, you have a large base in China that again, you can't sell into China unless you go through a proxy company that you have to establish a relationship with and you lose even more margin on. So there's not, there's not that many, I don't, I don't believe that there's, I don't necessarily believe that there's more effective revenue generating customers on PC. A lot of people look at the 1.75 billion number, which is ridiculous, but that the way that number gets built is when, is when mom and pop play Minecraft and solitaire that goes into the <laughs> 1.75 billion number. So pulling at that number is completely ridiculous. The other thing is if you pull at that number, what I'm gonna tell you is looking across mobile, PC, and console, PC is the lowest earning segment of those three segments. So if you're saying there's 1.75 billion, you have to take the revenue that's generated by the PC segment, divide it by the total number of customers, and you wind up with an ARPU. That ARPU, when it's 1.75 billion people, comes down to like $22 per person. So, so again, if if I'm Sony, am I going to invest money into a customer base that's paying you know twenty two something dollars per person, whereas my ARPU on my hardware console is more up in the two hundreds? So the optics are different. Again, I don't think it's one point seven five billion. I think it's you know at best somewhere you know closer to you know like you said slow mo like about two hundred million. 
then let's talk about the math, right? Of, of if I'm gonna put a first per a first person a first party title day and date on PC. So on my own player base, my biggest first party titles, my AAA games, I'm selling through at about 24 million. I've had a handful of titles that have maybe gone a scotch north of that, but let's let's normalize and bring it down to 24 million. So when I deploy to PC, I've got way more competition. I've got customers there who don't mind sitting and waiting. If they're on Steam, they get annual sales every single year. They're conditioned to not pay $70 for a game right out of the gate. So if I if on my own if my if on my own console, if my own football stadium, I sell 24 million of my own hot dogs. I'm not going to sell 24 million if I take my hot dogs to the Commander Stadium and tell them to buy my Detroit Lions hot dogs, right? So when I go to Steam, I'm going to I'm just going to pick a swag. And again, these are form, these are these are my framework. You can plug and play different numbers, right? If people want to. I'm going to assume I'm going to sell through 50%. I'm going to I'm going to sell 12 million of my first party AAA game on Steam, right? Steam, Epic, you know, whatever. I'm going to assume I'm going to sell a third of those four million through at my seventy dollars, right? That gets me to two hundred and eighty million dollars of revenue, right? The other eight million I'm gonna sell at discounts based on the annual times that they go on sale on Steam. I I, I graphed this out. I plugged some different variables in. I, I ran some automated formulas. I'm, I'm settling down on a on an average cost of fifty two dollars and seventy five cents for those other 8 million sales. That gets me to another 491 million. So I'm now at 422 million, I'm sorry. So I'm now at 702 million that I'm making for deploying a first party game on Steam, on PC. Now I take my 30% off that I don't get, I'm now down to 491 million, right? When I send a signal to the Steam player base, right, to the PC player base, that my all my first party titles are coming day and date, there is going to be a knock on effect of me not selling consoles. The equivalent number of consoles to the revenue that I'm generating there at the top before I take the 30% off is just under a million consoles. So I'm, I'm going to deploy all my first party games to PC. I'm going to lose a sale of about 1 million consoles. That... So, so then on top of that, the attach rate, when I normalize across PS4 and what we're seeing on PS5 right now, is about 12 titles at least, right, per console. So I'm gonna lose the revenue on the consoles. I'm not even, I'm not even taking into account just yet the fact that at some point, depending on when that is in the life cycle, some of those consoles, I'm not selling at a loss. So, so the consoles, the hardware is actually profitable at a certain point during the life cycle. <laughs> when I run all those calculations, I come, I come up with, with about a billion dollars in revenue for every title that I'm deploying to PC. So take however many big, and I'm, and I'm, I'm mainly locking these down to the marquee titles, but look, look at how many AAA marquee titles you sell on PlayStation for a seven-year life cycle and consider the fact that you may be losing up to a billion dollars in revenue. Right, because you're not selling that hardware. Those people who aren't on that hardware, they're not buying games for PlayStation. They're not buying controllers. They're not buying DualSense Edges. They're not buying PSVR 2. They're not buying PlayStation Portal. <clears throat> right, it's not It's not zero. 
and my point is how whatever variables you want to stick in those numbers my point is is that there's a pretty intense math calculations that need to go on to get arrive at a guarantee in a projection that you're not going to lose money by moving your titles to day date the other thing i'm not adding into here i'm not adding in the additional cost of the software engineering that needs to go in for the additional development resources that are going to need going to need to be hired and brought online to do parallel development to deploy on a separate platform where games run on a different abstraction layer hmm. so my whole point of this is this this is not the slam dunk that everybody has run with yeah um and, and i get i get i definitely get that and it's and also that like the pc platform is they they like different games right like a rts game doesn't sell on console the way it sells on pc um there are certain there are certain like tactical rpgs certain shooters uh tactical shooters that are popular on pc like earlier tonight we talked about i, I mentioned extra, the extraction uh, extraction shooters extraction shooters are wildly popular on pc as well as hero shooters are still popular on pc those genres aren't proven on consoles yet and so when they, when you kind of look at like what works on certain platforms like for example i know a lot of people when they saw god of war horizon zero dawn the last of us these games were coming to pc They're like oh well you know there's nothing like that on pc there's nothing like these games that, that come out on pc even if they're a little bit older they're gonna like they're gonna sell great on PC, and they did okay. You know, they did okay for what what Sony expected, but a lot of other people looked at it and was like, "Wait a minute, God of War only sold three million? Huh? Wait a minute, Horizon Zero Dawn only sold five million? And what did I don't know what the Last of Us Part One sold, which I I think this gotta be end up, end up being a disappointment considering the fact that uh." The launch was so um, bad. Yeah, the launch was so bad. The the game still doesn't perform well, like now, performance wise. Uh, playing it, it, it's it's it was not developed well, and so like PC gamers are very particular about those kind of things. They kind of feel like you're you're screwing them over, or they kind mm -hmm. of feel like you're you're you you're taking them for granted. It, it's <laughs> out of any gaming community that's out there, it's the PC gaming community that will be like. F you, we're not buying your game, and you'll feel it. You'll know it, and 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 we see that with other fandoms or other com gaming communities, and they talk that talk, but they don't really walk it. PC gamers do. I say all this to say that like, it makes sense for day and date for them because, um, the kind of well day and date for live service games because the kind of games that they're making are games that are wildly popular on on on, on PC potentially some of their single player games might be something that's super popular depending on the kind of game they may want to you know do day and date for that but what it really comes down to is making sure that like you are maximizing the the uh the resources that you have and your potential revenue your your potential revenue games gains at that time yeah come to pc later on and, and potentially uh a uh cultivate a new a, a new ecosystem for you where some of these games might grow to be more popular than they currently are right now but i think pc gamers are 
they like what they like and there are games that will remain popular to the point where like their concurrent numbers on a on a daily basis is in the millions that that a console guy will look at and be like y'all like that (laughs) y'all want to play that what and it's just like yeah that's that's what they playing they're not trying to play they don't care how how great the uncharted collection looks they're trying to play league of legends so it's just you know and that's a, a massive significant number of that 200 million gamers are guys that just like they just want to play csgo they just want to play valorant well and that's a really good point like there's again going back to the you know aggressiveness pc right in, in the in the leap to it means day and date remember that sony also used to make everquest and so there would be absolutely nothing wrong with them pulling a creative assembly right with a, with a sega or, or i should say a sega and a creative assembly and say hey i'm going to open another studio to make pc specific games there wouldn't mm-hmm. be any problem with that and that and that again could be a way for them to approach better margin um when it comes to mobile right like Aratomus is saying in the chat mm-hmm. right they they already bought a, one mobile studio when they've put games on mobile before they've been entirely different games so, so one of the possibilities about being more aggressive is again, right, looking at different types of creative content, um, looking at ways of, you know, like Blizzard has done. And I don't think, you know, it's what I would point to as success, but, you know, if you want to take that Diablo title that they did where they put it both on mobile and PC, that could be something where there's better synergy, where they could gain margin. So my point is, is that as we've been talking about, right, there's 99 bajillion different variables and possibilities and like why people are jumping to this one singular way and then being like super aggressive and insistent that it can only be that and that it makes sense when they haven't done the math that i just talked through right i just i just don't i just don't understand it other than ascribing it to console wars and people wanting to score a win in in the matter of brand defense versus brand defense yeah, and, and look, look. I, as a as a primary PC gamer, I would love for them to go day and date for me because I hey, I would never have to deal with blurry visuals <laughs> like I'm dealing with with, with re- rebirth right now ever again. No more blurry visuals because I don't because because my 4080 super ain't nothing blurry over here. Like it, it's 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 all looking great, cr- nice and crispy. I would love if they do day and date, but I don't just I don't see them going there quite yet. I don't, I don't, I don't see that. And then when they, if they do go there, I mean, like the kind of things they would need to do. We see how they, how they do game development differently than, than, than Xbox. Xbox will have, I think sometimes they may use the port studio for it, but typically when you see, say, take Starfield for example, when Bethesda games, game studios developed Starfield, they developed it in house on Xbox and PC at the same time you don't see sony doing that and i don't see them where they they've they are laying off developers and they're cutting the fat they're getting leaner where they're going to hire in-house specifically developers to work on the pc version of their games i don't like that doesn't track to me as them being "Quote unquote," more aggressive, as as uh, as 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 he was, the the COO was talking about. 
it's that, that doesn't really make sense. Now, for them in the future, they'd be able to, to potentially make it to that point. As Logic was saying, getting more studios like Nixus that specialize in porting games to PC, they're good at it. They're extremely good at it. They they can do multiple games at once. They can they can really work in that environment and work with the studios, understand their game engines, and get and, and take that that load off of them where they don't have to worry about that. Getting more studios to do that would definitely be something in the future that potentially could could be something they do but like that takes time and that and getting those studios in house mm. and knowing that they're quality and acquiring them and working with them i mean nixus doesn't do all the ports right now anyway like they got jetpack interactive that did the port for god of war if they nail god of war ragnarok it wouldn't surprise me at all if they do acquire them they kind of make sure they always have them to kind of work with their studios in the future but we're talking like next generation. <laughs> I mean, like we're talking like like 2028 here. You know, people are talking like 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 the very next first party release. Well, technically, the very next first party release is going to be on PC day and date because it's a live service game. But we're talking about like the very next single player game. Like people are talking like 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 what's what's the what's what's uh what is it wolverine like wolverine guaranteed day and date on 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 pc and that's just that's not likely i don't think that's likely yeah, so you got any uh oh, go ahead go ahead go ahead, go ahead you, logic you you said a good point like it, it's a it's a foregone conclusion and they've already said i mean well two things they've already said they've already said that they're doing live service games day and date so I don't I don't know why people are insisting that that's that, that's some win and some great insight that the corporation has said that that's what they're going to do. Um, the other thing is that they've talked about tightening up the uh, the lag time between a game coming out on console and a game showing up on PC. And Herman Hulse talked about the fact that the norm has been that you typically see those games arrive on PC two years after they show up on console. And he said, expect that 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 that, that will quicken. That it's not going to be day and date, but it will be it will be less than two years. So again, we we already know that it's going to be somewhere between twelve and twenty three months, probably closer to twelve. Um, so yeah, that's the only thing I wanted to point out. You're going to ask Forte. Yeah, I was just asking Forte's opinion about it because he he hadn't said nothing in a minute. Oh no, I was I was just listening back and forth. I, oh man, the whole the whole. Hmm. I'm trying to think of the best way to kind of put it. I think when it comes to the direction that they're going to go, because I feel like this is, I don't think you're going to see another big layoff from them throughout the rest of this year. I think this is pretty much it. I, I think they'll they'll do some cost measuring, some cost cussing and stuff like that when it comes to like their development side of it. Um, but the biggest thing is I do think within probably a year, I think within a year to two years of them finally coming out with whatever um, launcher that they develop for PC, that will be the indicator where you think they'll get closer and closer to day and day. I, they'll get there at some point. I, I can see a three-month turnaround, especially where you see, like, Final Fantasy right now has a... Um, uh, if you looked at the uh, fine print on that, 
trailer is a three-month exclusivity to PlayStation before it could go anywhere else. So uh, I yeah, wouldn't be surprised. But, but the way Square works with that, and just, just real yeah. quick. Well, no, like, that's just Square, yeah. yeah but, but like even that isn't an indication that the game is going to show up on PC. Oh, it like, may not for another year. It, yeah, yeah, because like when they, they had a, a year exclusive deal with Remake, mm. and then Remake didn't show up for another six months after mm-hmm. that year was up on PC. Final Fantasy 16 only had a six-month timed exclusive and we're coming up to a year with Final Fantasy 16 still not out on PC yet. But is Final um, Fantasy 7 published by PlayStation on No. That's what I'm saying. So No 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 Final Fantasy is published by PlayStation. No no no, I know that. I'm just saying, but so it's published by Square Enix. I just think the games that PlayStation published themselves cuz I think it's going to get to the point where instead of having particular studios port their games over when it comes to their first party you're going to see them starting to port them over themselves uh because is it hell divers ported over um by playstation studios basically i think it's the i think it's the publisher is playstation on that game isn't it on pc yeah 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 uh actually let me look i'm, I'm gonna double check that is. right now yeah, I, I think so playstation see. is is the publisher i be, I, I believe so but i just want to make sure because yeah, uh, yeah. at, at times in the past they've used 505 games yep, as a publisher for the but i don't think they're doing but that was that was much early on when they were not didn't have as much of a presence on on pc as they currently yeah. do now and they hadn't announced um that they were doing the whole slate on pc uh yeah. this is Okay, Steam Store, what's taking you so long? Oh, you know um, how Steam Store is. Yes, PlayStation. The publisher is actually PlayStation PC LLC. Oh, really? Yep, that's the so, that is the the, so is the, the listing there. The, so is that going to probably be the new name once they get their launcher? How everything's going to go through there? Probably. Who knows? It, that's just a bunch of speculation at this point. But um, I just think at some point. If you go off of what Totoki said, they still want to make PlayStation the the banner system. They still want that to be the system that everybody... They want it to still be the popular system. And um, I think that is going to be the direction that they're going to go in when it comes to that. I, I just think for the most part, you're going to see a scenario where PlayStation is going to still release their games closer to day and not today and date on pc maybe at some point they'll get there i just i don't believe it until i see it at this point but i think if the console ever gets to a point where they can kind of transcend it and actually get really really good um uh, adaption rate in their ecosystem on pc then that's when you'll see they'll kind of lighten up the load on that a little bit but for the most part they're not going to really do anything when it comes to like their console saturation where it's going to really take off until they convince these developers and these publishers to stop making games for ps4 and xbox 360 or xbox one i should say because right now activision they have no control over that no more because that's all xbox at this point microsoft and xbox so if they want to continue making games for those older systems they're going to keep doing it and they're going to keep selling over there because that's like the most, you know, engaging popular game that's out in gaming outside of Grand Theft Auto. 
but when it comes to like EA and it comes to like Grand Theft Auto, because I do think Grand Theft Auto is going to move the needle a lot for next gen. I think that's going to do PlayStation probably more good than most because it's going to pull all those people off of PlayStation 4. And then you're going to see a groundswell of people mm-hmm. jumping over to PlayStation 5 because they're going to want to play Grand Theft Auto 6. So I think that's going to really, really help their numbers in general. And I think you're going to get a really good indicator on the business of PlayStation, how they feel about putting their games on PC and how do, fast do, do, it actually comes. Do you think they have the marketing? Do you think PlayStation oh, yeah, has the marketing yeah. for, yeah, for Grand Theft they would be stupid if they you didn't you, have the you being working at GameStop. How, when do you know who has the marketing for games? Like, do you, do you know it before like yeah, like the general public knows? Yeah, they'll usually have like a they'll have some type of uh, marketing kit that they'll say do not open until this day, and you'll put two and two together, and then you'll find out that there's a Grand Theft Auto showcase coming up around the corner. I, like matter of fact, when Grand Theft Auto Five came out, we I knew probably three or four weeks before um playstation announced that they had the deal for that because it was Mm. all marketing that we had in the store that basically talked about it we just couldn't showcase it until after the reveal so there's a good chance that that definitely will happen again uh it it, it would be behooved to them to do something like that i mean if you're you know they said that this year was going to be a really big year that they were going to announce a lot of partnerships when it came to third party partnerships that they were going to have and um, with Grand Theft Auto probably towards the end of this year, uh, maybe you'll see something from PlayStation when it comes to a state of play, uh, depending on what the release date of Grand Theft Auto is. I think that's probably not going to be to the latter half of the end of 2025 anyways, because that's kind of where that game probably is going to sell the most at. Mm-hmm. Um, so especially th- if they want to line it up with uh, a system launch like a PS5 Pro. If so, it doesn't come out this year. Well, I, I think... But the way the, the way this, the the word is that's coming out this year. It's coming out um, this year. So the word is yeah. Uh, but do do you, is that something like uh, they've already rev- shown the game, and it, and there was no like they didn't show it at a state of play or at an Xbox developer direct or Xbox showcase. Yeah, Rockstar don't need that anyway. <laughs> they just Rockstar released the trailer. They just release the trailer and just like and then just watch the numbers like, you know, basically it take over the whole gaming gaming uh, uh, conversation uh, and it hit mainstream media, you know, as well as people just who aren't even really like don't really pay attention to gaming like that was was talking about it. You, I don't I think this I don't think they happen. had a OK, go ahead. This is what's going to happen when the PlayStation 5 Pro gets announced. They're going to showcase it with Grand Theft Auto, and they're going to show it. They're going to show that game running on a PS5 Pro. That's all they'll have to do. So even though it's not coming out until like a year later, like a a playable version running on the on the Pro. No, it'll be like the it'll be like the you know they'll have it like they do with like the dev kit and stuff. It's running on a PS5 dev kit, but you know mm-hmm. when people see the word PS5 on the screen, saying playing on PS5 Pro, that's all they're gonna see, and they're gonna see Grand Theft Auto, and they're gonna be like, "Yo, I gotta get a PS5." That's what's gonna happen. 
it better be running at 60 fps if it's not running at 60 frames per well, second don't do not bother well, that's why well that's why i think it's going to be ps5 and not just i mean ps5 pro and not just ps5 i think yeah but that's PS5 what i'm saying the ps5 pro be, better be running well, that game at 60 fps of a ps5 pro if it's not at that point like why well, would you even... they didn't they didn't make it just to to do a port <laughs> a a a performance no, but, mode. No, I'm not talking PS, about I'm just talking about in general. GTA like if if GT look, in general if you look, we got to get past this man. We got to get past this whole 60 frames and 30 frames per second thing. Like we were supposed to get past wait, 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 that wait. with the PS5 and the P in the Series X. Well, the hardware can't playing. do it. It, well, it, it, uh, it, it can't it can't do it, Captain. What's the, what's the well, stock no, truck no, no, reference? No, no, no. Listen, no. <laughs> we no, don't listen. have enough power. How about, how, about, how about this? How about this? We stop trying to show eye candy at 4K with uh with medium in medium settings and do 1440p, scale back the visuals, and then do sharper textures and get better and get better frame rates. It did will be the, better. But they're already doing we that. All, they already no, look no, FF16, FF16 in combat 720p. Mm-hmm. To keep 60 FPS, and that's only, and it only really stuck at 60 frames per second in, in, in combat when the resolution was dropped to 720p. Is when, that why it looks so blurry? Well, it looks blurry in combat, and, and, and out of combat, it doesn't look blurry. But out of combat is when is when it's it's not sticking, you know, the 60 FPS the whole time. These 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 consoles can't. They can't get it done, man. Well, we, slow, man we didn't say that when they first came out, though. That wasn't the that wasn't what everybody. But, was. but, but no, no, there was a lot of hype and marketing, and there was also a lot of content creators hyping up things they didn't understand I, I using agree. terms they don't know, hyping it up too. Like like everyone fell yes. hook line and sinker for the monsters to eat monsters for for breakfast, and that so monster can't eat a poodle. So, so it's just. So basically, oh, no, Forte, Forte, Forte all, all that, all that stuff that Forte said, we need to, like, we need to drop it down into third gear, pump the brake, flip it over. That just flip sounds like a over. really great. That just sounded like a really great Nvidia commercial. Which for, one? For, for a PC <laughs> GPU. Everything that you just said was an, it was a console excuse that just says go out no, and buy a PC. No, that, well, that's what I was going to say. So basically, what we're saying is. Even with the PS5 Pro being on the horizon, don't even look at that thing. Just go buy a PC. Because <laughs> you ain't going to get what you want with it. You think especially, you, you especially ain't going to get it. Especially with it coming in over $500. It's well, not, I mean, it's, oh, it's yeah, gonna, yeah, it's going to be like 600 I think yeah, it's going to be like 600 bucks. The, they're not going to drop the price of the... It's being rumored that the PS5 is still going to be $500. So if that system is still sitting at 5 they're not coming no less than 6 yeah. At that point, just buy a PC. Now, I do. I'm not spending six hundred dollars on that. Now, maybe this is just the the hope in me, hoping that Grand Theft Auto can run at sixty frames per second on that system. But of course, I won't bank on it. I, you know, at a certain point, I'm at a point now where I look at these games and I'm like, if I could just play it on my PC, I'm gonna play it on my PC. If I have to play on console, I will. And I think that's the thing. But that's also the other thing, too. Grand Theft Auto's not coming to PC day and date. So are you yeah. going to are you going to stick with your PS5? Or are you going to look at that PS5 Pro when they show it to you on the screen? It's going to be like, I need to get as much performance as possible if I'm going to play that game. If I did not own a, a PlayStation 5. You would get a Pro. And, and I would get a Pro to play that game. 
I own a PS5. I am I'm not a- buying a six hundred dollar PS5 PS5 you know Pro I'm gonna tell just you to play right that. Now. I'm not. Right I'm not now, doing it. I'm gonna tell you right now what I'm gonna do. PS5 Pro gets announced at the end of this year. Right now, PS4s are trading in. PS5s are slims are trading in for three fifty plus your discount and the twenty five extra that they're giving you. That means that system's trading in for four hundred and thirty seven dollars right now. So if I if I could trade in my system right now for four hundred and thirty seven dollars towards a PS five Pro and only pay one hundred and eighty bucks for it, I'm doing it. I'm not paying one hundred and eighty dollars on top it. of seventy dollars. That's so one hundred and eighty dollars plus the seventy for the game is two fifty. Hold on, hold on, hold on, man. You just literally. The, I mean, do not do not do do not do forte math with me right now because you're about to no, say something that's not I, inaccurate. Literally, no, you're about you to say something that's not true. No, you just literally just bought a thousand dollar graphics card. And that's what I knew you was about to say. I you knew literally you, just did. I did it. not spend. Did I did not spend the money you just said I spent on the graphics card. Oh, matter of fact, you still got the graphics card, don't you? Still got your old one because of the situation you in right now. So technically, you did pay what seven hundred dollars minus the three hundred you got for gifts and gift cards. Yeah, so so what's that gotta do with me so saying I'm not the, spending? So I'm not spending. $1, I am. I did not spend that thousand. You just hear what you just said. Logic. L- 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 no, logic. no, 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 no. Did you just you hear what you just said? Don't me because you know I'm gonna defend slow mo. You know I don't care if you slow mo. Oh, really? Yo, keeper. Yo, keeper. I I got a forty seventy showing up tomorrow. Super. I can't what? say anything. Yes. <laughs> Why? You got a forty ninety. No, I don't. I don't have a forty ninety. I have a. Oh no, you don't have a forty. You got a forty eighty. What? Yes. Why? Why? Why do you? Because he has one? multiple going... PCs. Because yes, I'm, uh, I'm putting it in a box that has a thirty sixty Ti in it right now. What is the what? What is that computer used for? Streaming. It's used for all kinds of stuff, man. Like what? Why? Why, why are you? Why are you asking these questions? Exactly. Duh, we can watch Pornhub on our playstations now, man. We don't need a place a PC for that no more. Okay, you <laughs> don't need a PC for that. Look, to go to go back to Forte Math again. I bro, did not spend a thousand dollars on the GPU. I didn't spend. I, I, I spent. I spent seven hundred and fifty dollars on a GPU that retails for for a thousand dollars before taxes. After taxes, I spent seven hundred and fifty dollars, and then I'm going to sell my thirty eighty Ti, and I basically would have only spent like two hundred at the I, most. I love how we're just the a, purpose just, here. I the love reason how we're just you brought this no, 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 no. you brought this up card. just because somebody gave you gift cards don't mean you that didn't spend those I don't gift care. Cards. I don't care because those that's what I spent. spent. Not by me. They could have got spent on anything. You spent them on a graphics card. Okay. Still still means I didn't spend a thousand dollars on the GPU. Thank it you. Was, in, any, anyway, anyway. on the it said a thousand. What is your sales tax in your state? Uh I bought it in 8%. Virginia. So that's like five point eight percent, I think is Virginia. Five point eight. So so you paid a thousand fifty. I did not I didn't know it didn't. No, I didn't. No. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. That's what that receipt said, isn't it? No, the, the receipt said seven fifty. No, no, no. So, total sales total at, the at the bottom is said, is after said, after gift cards. No. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. after gift. <laughs> after 
after then that's the total okay. sale at the bottom. Why would total sale at the no, bottom be a price I didn't is, pay? No, total sale at the bottom. No, total this sale. Is, this is this is a GameStop manager cost. right here. I swear. Is, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Your ideas of retail is so different than the rest so, of the, so, the so, world. So, 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 so PlayStation yeah. right now. So, a mm-hmm. PlayStation Five in your state would cost five hundred and like $528 after taxes. If you use the $100 gift card to go towards that price, that means you, so what you're saying is if I use a $100 gift card to take off of 528, that you only pay $428 for that system. That's what you're telling me. Duh. Yeah. That's what that, that's why people use gift cards. Even even knowing the bottom of the receipt says a total price of $528. That's not what the, the bottom part of the, of the of the of the receipt is what you actually paid. You do know like they take you know, off like for discounts and stuff. No, no, no. Discounts happen bef- at before you swipe any type of tender amount, slow mo. <sighs> Let's be for real here. If you a discount is when oh this is 20% off today when you buy it with this item or if you buy during this holiday sale you get a hundred dollars off that is a that is a, a discounted sale before the transaction if you go to a register and sales tax is applied to something whatever that sale pl- that sale tax applies it to and before you swipe any tender any amount of money or anything you pay for that is your subtotal plus taxes just, how much did i, I pay to, for today because this is why you hate why you hating on the people for loving video games no i'm hating because slow will sit up here <laughs> talking about he ain't gonna buy a ps5 pro and it's like I'm not, not worth it when it's made i'm not a thousand dollars on the graphic i did not spend a thousand dollars on the graphics card you are I, crazy. I, man. I didn't spend a thousand dollars on the graphics card, and I'm not spending what would what would be uh, um, nearly seven hundred dollars on a PS5 Pro to pay. I say seven hundred dollars because then you have to add in that the fact Yobi, that you're still buying the game. No, Yobi, Yobi, because you know I'm right, Yobi. You know I'm right. He says Forte, why are you being so nosy, bro? You listen because you know I'm right. You know I'm absolutely right. You're this not. Dude, no one believes. No one agrees with you. You're not right. Okay, we're gonna let this go. You Slow are not correct, sir. GPUs all the time. <laughs> Look, Rodham is shaking his head at you, bro. I'm 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 gonna buy another GPU. I'm gonna buy. See, I'm look, a, I'm a, see, look, look. Yobi. Oh, see, look, you. Yobi just said you are no, you are not right. Yobi just said you are not right. Yobi, He's come on, you, Yobi. No, yeah, he's, like, he's no, talking to you. No, Slobo said, "Cause I'm right," and Yobi said, "No, cause no, you're not right." I didn't this, say this, I was. This right. man is in his. I didn't spend a thousand dollars on the GPU. You spent a thousand dollars on the GPU, dog. Let's just. I, just I call did it not what it spend a thousand dollars on the GPU. Just because I'm also somebody, not going to spend. Blessed you with a three hundred dollar gift card does not mean that that gift card did not go towards the purchase of the thing you bought. Okay, so so did I spend that money? Did, did, did that money come out of my account? Yes or no? <laughs> what Yobi says, the man has the receipt in his hand. He made the purchase, and he is telling he's telling you he didn't spend 1K. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's right, Yobi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't spend 1K. And, 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 and to go back to the point, for, for someone like myself... 
to really only play because once it comes to PC, I don't care if if it's a PS5 Pro and it's and it's a significant like uplift in performance and visuals over a PS5. My current build right now is still more powerful than what that PS5 PS5 Pro will will eventually come out to be. So when GTA 6 comes out, what what are you really paying for? Are you you're gonna pay? You're gonna spend six hundred dollars on the console and then the seventy dollars on the game to play it for a year? Yeah, that's just a year. Once the year is up, you're getting it, spending another seventy dollars to play it on PC, and you're only going to play that version. You're not going to play, and and they definitely will probably unlike with GTA Five have cloud saves you know across the board where you can just take the progress you were doing in gta online and bring it over to to you know another platform there's no reason there's just no reason to do it like if you already have the console sure but like I, i even even if i didn't own a ps5 i don't see myself buying that pro in the game if it was an exclusive that i know it's never coming to pc all right then all right and i really want to play it like I that yeah you said this did, did either one of you okay. guys have, did either one of you guys have the ps4 pro i never uh, got yes, that i had one so yeah what, what, i didn't what game was it that tipped you over the edge there was huh no there was no reason for the ps4 pro ps4 pros for vr it wasn't for games okay so okay. so 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 why so you just bought one because I didn't buy it. Oh, oh! Now I'm gonna use the same log. No, yes, you did. You did buy it. You did buy. It. Oh, you yeah, spent. Yeah, you yeah, spent four hundred dollars on no, it. No, no, no. You know you're right. I did same buy logic it. you're I giving me. I did buy it by working at my job and them fun- and furnishing me with one for free. <laughs> in, in my in my time in my time this, invested. This man will twist four, logic my, my just time, to be my right. Time, you see this lot working working game at, logic. At the Do you see forte logic in, in play? This man guess, decided to flip it. He he just admitted he didn't. He he got it for free. He just admitted it. Didn't realize. It contradicts what he's been saying towards me and said, no, I didn't pay for it. I can't believe this guy. That was just just out of the goodness of their heart. No, yeah, but the only difference is my compensation didn't involve me going in my pocket at all. No, so, I, I, so you so you work and you don't make any sacrifice. My sacrifice was time invested. Look at Sammy Davis Jr. over here, tap dancing. Good grief. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm about to take Yobi's Yobi, I gave you moderated stand. I'm about to take it back. You keep talking mess. Let's go, Yobi. Forte, please mute your mic, sir. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Forte zero slow mo fifty. I, I think it's more than fifty now. Yobi, it's more like hundred and fifty. But man, I, I really, I really love how you walked right into that one, Forte. That's amazing. Uh, that, you that's, like that's how great. I you like how I maneuvered my way right back to where I was. Square zero, yes, right where I need to be at. <laughs> yeah, so. No money exchange, no money exchange hands there. But he's gonna take that GPU and he's gonna be able to sell it. And it's gonna really, I mean, a PS5 Pro, let's face it, is, is the same as buying a new car. 
you're going to drive it off the lot, it's immediately you're going to lose a large part. Oh, that my PS5 Pro. My PS5 Pro went for three hundred dollars towards my PS5 when I got rid of it. Your PS4 Pro did. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Sure did. But the, that I didn't pay still, for the point, still, the point still stands he's gonna be able to take that gpu and do something with it you you can't do anything with the time that you sacrifice being at work no, that's true that's, you're right about that you're, you're, you're mm-hmm. already out of that i so. will give him the fact that i paid with it for the with the blood sweat and tears of working 40 hour work weeks every day for that year that it came out that was my that was payment. You're right. <laughs> Blood sweat tears. Hey, we we know what you go through during the holiday season. You know damn well you paid for that PS4. You right. I deserved it. <laughs> I deserved it. I want PlayStation to give me a PS5. That's what they need to get, because I deserve that too. Anywho, as I was saying, I'm I'm going to buy another GPU this year. I'm I'm, I'm going to get the Intel Battle Mage uh, series. I'm going to I'm supporting the market because I want there to be more competition in Nvidia stock price gouging the hell out of the rest of us. And I think Intel Battle Mage might be pretty decent. And if the the drivers are good enough, I will put that in my my son's PC. I- and he can use that. I look at um, it a little different. I look at it a little different with NVIDIA. Part of me wants them to stop, stop price gouging people. Part of me wants it to continue because I have stock in them and it keeps going up. <laughs> well, that's going to go up but because of their, their uh, of the AI. It's AI, going more because anyway. of AI. But um, I, no, I, I guess I know because we're way off topic now. I, I guess I'm, I'm getting one because I, I always want to have a backup GPU in case I got an RMA, either mine or my son's. And there's a GPU that I can kind of put in place while the RMA is happening. And I don't currently have a backup GPU. I could use my 3080 Ti for that, but I think I'd much rather sell it because uh, the value of it is still pretty good. It's selling for like five, $600 on eBay right now. So I I'm going to sell that. for 400 no, I want I want the money. That's it, four hundred. <laughs> Five hundred minimum four. is what is what no. No It's got a broken clip. I I bought a new clip for and that's not Where even on that's it? not even on the GPU. That's an adapter. Uh what did I get this from? Um New Egg. It actually oh, just okay. came in it, it came in today. So I I'm putting it on the like five bucks, ten bucks. No, it's twenty five. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah, so look, and I, I'm, I'm gonna include the one, the in, Nvidia one where the clip is broken um, as well. So the person who buys it can just have both. They'll have the one that's much longer. Pause. Um, that doesn't have the the broken clip on on the end that connects to the GPU, and you can Make get sure you the Nvidia one too. Oh well, yeah. Um, but no, I because uh, like look, I'm I am a an ebay seller that likes to make sure that when when i sell something people are giving me the 100 percent. this was so, great it came 100 percent. oh okay. everything i've sold on ebay everyone loves mm. it's what well, yeah the, well at least the buyer loves not everyone but yeah the buyer loves okay. it okay <laughs> let's get out of here oh, man He's, he's very salty. salty. Well, he's hey, he's so salty right now. Yeah, this, <laughs> once again, shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to you guys. We really appreciate it. DPS Podcast 169 is in the books. I would like to say thank you to our guest, the man, the myth, the legend. He's the opposite of slow mo. He actually knows what he's talking about. Wow. Game Logic. 
Game logic, so, so, please. So, you gotta send me out weaponizing me being on the show. <laughs> yes, I am because it's not too many people that's smart enough for me to say what I just said about that. Because most of the people are just as smart as slow mo. But uh, that that was probably a dig too. I'm sorry, but um, uh, Game Logic, really appreciate you. I, I'm, to I'm not offended because I, I know where it's coming from. It's, the, it's, it's, it's coming from a, a place of deep hurt because he's wrong oh, and everyone knows it. Oh my God. Shut up. Stop it. Trying, this show is already going at one o'clock in the morning. And shout out to dude, 19 people still here at 1242 in the morning. We really appreciate it. Thanks again, as always. But uh, Logic, um, what you got going on? If you want to be found, tell people where they can find you. And, um, we definitely need to have you back on the show more often, man. We appreciate you coming on. Yeah, man. Uh, people can catch up with me. Uh, oh, of course, you can catch me on the Basement Radio Arcade Podcast Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time over on BRAP Channel. Uh, you can catch me on my own show that I do with some longtime friends, the Enough to Keep Going Weekly Games Podcast on the E2KG Network Podcasting Channel on YouTube. And Tuesday nights, although I don't have a time slot that I've set up on yet, but Tuesday nights... Uh, you can catch me on Talking About Games, which is a solo cast that I do, um, where I do a deep dive into the financial, technical, and historical matters behind uh, games in the uh, art games stories in the gaming news cycle. So, so if you if you see an article that's kind of going around, um, I, I take one of those articles, I because I, I write the script about three days over the three days before the show. Um, pull up a lot of history, do a lot of research, and then, like I said, I go into those articles, uh, I go into those stories and 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 cover them in a lot more detail than you'll typically see uh, on websites uh, that cover the gaming news. Cool. Nice. Yeah, we appreciate it. And uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the man that I love having these back and forth with, even on he was definitely wrong. And I see why Yobi was supporting him so much because he is a, someone supposed to be helping him with a PC bill. So I understand where that love came wow. from. So, 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 so you're you're basically questioning Yobi's integrity now. That's crazy. Yeah, I sure am right now. And But we still support you, Yobi. We love you to death, man. Appreciate everything you do for us in the community. Now I love you, know. you enough. He apparently doesn't love you enough not to lie on you. But go ahead. Well, listen, I'm just going off what that man said in the chat. <laughs> So that man said that he he discussed with you. He called you Brody. You know when you call when the person calls you Brody, that means they oh they God. they that's like you you they man's. You like you the man, dog. You the man. Uh Yodi says that's all damn lies. That's what you're doing. Nah, <laughs> your support <laughs> kick rock forte. <laughs> Oh, shout out to man. I love Yobi when he's animated like this. It's cool. But no, Slobo, really appreciate it, man. You always bring it. And um, I love doing this podcast with you. And you're you're one of the most stand-up people in this community. You piss me off every once in a while, but that's what friends are for. Please let everybody know what you are got what you got going on with your channel um and what you're gonna be playing over the course of the next week. Um I ain't playing nothing but Final Fantasy Rebirth <laughs> over the next week. I ain't done a lunchtime in slow-mo in a week. I'm, I'm going to do one of those next week for certain. And the videos are working on, look, look man, they, they coming. But look, man, it's going to be Final Fantasy out here, baby. Like, I, I, if I make a video, it might be a Final Fantasy video. That's the way things is looking. 
So mm-hmm. yeah, my my bad on that. But this this game is 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 monopolizing all of my time. Probably might be the only game this year that will be be doing that. And like I know I need to not ignore uh the channels and stuff like that and other games and whatnot so i, I will probably like the guilt will hit me and i'll, I'll be making some content uh it's to some degree on this uh the slow-mo backslap channel and dps channel um so you know sub the slow-mo backslap channel and uh it's the same name on all platforms so if you see the name you know it's me and uh hope you guys have a great night i know it's super late we need to get out of here let you guys go to yep. sleep but yeah. take care everyone and uh and and once again just it, just, just you know slow mo is right four tables are on as, as you oh my god <laughs> and and you already you were on my channel earlier today really appreciate it guys um check out the youtube channel if you haven't it's uh gaming forte we were over there earlier like i said and um been making a lot of videos made one about playstation a couple ones about xbox and we're getting back into the grind to make videos again it's being fun um, so, you know, any love and support on that would be great. Shout out to MASH, shout out to Texas, Corey Hale, your boy Roy, FTW, Donnell Brown, Brat, Basement Radio, Arcade Podcast, Ramon Terrell, Hargi Chidi, Slumbo Backset, DJ Oris, and that guy Smitty. That is the um, supporters for both for our channels. Uh, really appreciate you guys supporting us in that way. And uh, we will see you guys um, next week on Slomo's channel. And um, appreciate everything you guys done for us. Slomo, do you have yours? Yeah, uh, we have Texas, your boy Roy, FTW, Corey Hale, Donnell Brown, J0387, Enrique, Hargi Shani, Ramon Terrell, Homie One Kenobi, uh, Gaming Forte, and that guy Smitty. Thank you guys. We appreciate you. Uh, more than you even know, and we're definitely gonna get out of here so we can, so we can go to sleep. Some of us go to sleep. Some of us might be playing a video game. I don't know who. I'm not saying it was me. It might be me. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, peace out, guys. See you guys later, Yobi. Love you. Congregation dismissed. <laughs> peace, guys. All right, we're done.